YouTube has temporarily suspended Steven Crowder from uploading live streaming, and they've also permanently demonetized him once again. So we knew that a while ago, because of this controversy with a Vox personality, Steven Crowder was removed from the partner program. For those that aren't familiar, I assume most of you are. He is a very prominent conservative commentator and comedian. And it seems now that they're coming after him for investigative reporting. And that seems to be just about it. He was, he was accused of hate speech recently, and YouTube said, no, that's not the issue. They're taking down certain videos that they deem to be deceptive. Now, here's where it gets crazier. Crowder did an update on a different channel explaining what was going on, and that got removed as well. They claimed that it was circumventing a ban, and that is absolutely not true. I've spoken with people at Google. I know the rules. I know exactly how all the rules they claim, every guideline they say. Steven Crowder did not break that rule with his update video, and they still took his video down, gave him a warning, and they're claiming he's trying to circumvent the ban. We'll get into this, and I'll break it all down. This is huge because, look, Crowder is not Alex Jones or Milo. He is a very high-profile, mainstream, conservative personality and comedian, and his show is 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 absolutely not like those these, these other personalities who have been banned. Now, I'm not saying anyone deserves to be banned, but this is serious, so we're, we're going to get into all this. Joining us today, of course, is friend of the show, Daniel Turner. I think you should just introduce yourself. I wanna, don't want to get your title wrong. Yeah, no, thanks for having me back, Daniel Turner, and I run a, uh, I founded an energy advocacy group called Power of the Future, and it is great to be back here with you guys. So thanks for having me. We were going to, well, one of the things we will talk about was going to be like this tax program from Joe Biden, the mileage tax, the energy stuff they're doing, and then yeah. this Crowder stuff tick, you know, kicks off. And this is probably one of the biggest stories in social media censorship in a long time, because I think YouTube absolutely is lying about what's going on, what they're telling the press. So we're going to get into this. Of course, Ian's hanging out. What up, guys? Ian Crossland coming at ya. Good to see you, Daniel. Nice to see you. And of course, me in the corner pushing buttons. Sorry, lids. <laughs> That's my job. Well, uh, considering the, um, the 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 purge is upon us, and we've been talking about the purge for some time, mm-hmm. we have a very incredible sponsor today, and uh, I'm I'm really really grateful, ladies and gentlemen. In the link below, you will see a a link to StrongerBonesAndLife.com. This is BioTrust Ageless Multi Collagen. This is the stuff that helps make up your joints, your hair, your skin, your nails. And, uh, you know, they want me to say in these ads, they always say that it's, it's going to make your skin supple and youthful. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, the ladies may very, very well think that's very important for me. I am, uh, uh an athlete. I, I skate and I take, I take my health seriously. So I use this stuff. BioTrust is really, really great. It's odorless. It's tasteless. You just mix it right in. It doesn't clump or anything like that. And, uh, it's, it's really, really important. If you look, I'm 35. I still like skating. My knees are probably just ripped to shreds <laughs> at this point. BioTrust is is great. No artificial sweeteners. They say uh, it's unflavored, and of course, it just easily mixes. They say, if you go to strongerbonesinlife.com, you can get 51% off while supplies last. And, uh, you know, normally I have a bunch of talking points pulled up, but let's just, let's just tell you about collagen for a second. It makes your skin healthy and supple and gives you that youthful look. Makes your hair healthy and young looking. Well, I don't have that problem. I don't have hair. Supports joint flexibility. Strengthen nails, teeth, and gums. Promotes strong, healthy muscles, tendons, and ligaments. Promotes stronger bones. Supports digestive health. Promotes healthy appetite management. 
I'm, I'm, I'm down for this stuff. I think this stuff is fantastic. So again, go to strongerbonesandlife.com. The link is in the, in the description below and you can get 51% off. They also have the service where you, for life, you get health coaching from this company. So again, check it out. Strongerbonesandlife.com. Seriously, thank you to Biotrust for being a sponsor of the show, especially after talking about censorship. And of course, go to timcast.com and become a member because we're talking about censorship. And listen, with Steven Crowder getting hit so hard by YouTube over what I can absolutely say is, is bunk BS, it's only a matter of time. And I keep seeing from people, they're like, oh, Tim's never going to get banned. It's never going to happen. My, my Facebook's already gone. So we're, we're, we're going to make, uh, for, for my other YouTube channels, TimCast and TimCast News, YouTube booted me from the monetization program for simply talking about what happened on January 6th. That was it. They said, you're out. You're gone. I did not express any opinions for, for guys. I was just like, here's what's happening at the Capitol. This is crazy. Here's what we're seeing. This is breaking news. Well, breaking news is not allowed. In the case of Steven Crowder, he did investigative reporting. They called it deceptive. They took his videos down. They gave him a strike. He can't upload. It is going to happen. Anti-establishment personalities, even if you think they're milk toast, are going to get axed because we are in a very serious culture war. So again, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get exclusive access to members-only segments, or you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments. We had Cassandra Fairbanks the other night, Jeremy Hambly of The Quartering. We'll have another one tonight, and we are actually expanding this website, going to be producing a whole bunch of new content. So uh, absolutely, go to TimCast.com, become a member, because in the event that we get axed, and maybe, what, in six months or a year, it's a real possibility. That's where you'll be able to find us, and we're going to be building something outside of YouTube. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we should uh, jump into this first story. I'm going to take and some just, of the collagen before yeah, I get too deep it, in. I like to put this stuff in my coffee, and I've been waiting patiently. <laughs> he's like, he's reaching his like, hand out. Give me a little bit. It makes it creamy. <laughs> yeah. And when you say that it's powderless and odorless, it really is, like, super pure. I'm so glad they don't add any, like color or yeah. weird food colorings so to good. it yeah. i know i put it in my smoothies and then it like it really does feel like you've added some kind of cream to yeah. the smoothie it makes it like just creamier it's thank you biotrust and everyone that empowers ian does put it in his coffee yeah. Yeah. It, it's so good it yeah. mixes with the coconut like incredibly you made a weird drink it's like peanut cacao, butter cacao peanut butter yeah. coconut powder concoction. coconut yeah. water <laughs> I love it. collagen all right ladies and gentlemen let's talk about this uh this story because this is this is getting to me man uh, first, the first story we have is from The Verge. YouTube has removed Steven Crowder from its partner program indefinitely. They say he'll be back in a week, but without YouTube ad revenue. Why? No, seriously. When you get a strike on YouTube, you don't get removed from the partner program. You just get told, hey, you got a strike. You can't upload for a week. You can't live stream. Why did they remove him from the partner program to take away his revenue? See, that is not legitimate. In my opinion, and I don't know if, you know, Crowder would agree with me or if he's going to appreciate it. They're, they're, they're just trying to remove him and they're going to find any reason. And we got more stories. I'm going to try and go through these quickly. The Verge says two weeks ago after YouTube revealed its definition of hate speech was so narrow that it couldn't remove a wildly racist tirade for being wildly racist. What is this? The Verge? Is this an opinion piece or is this fact based news? You see, this is the problem with media. That's why channels like Crowder's are important. That's why shows like ours are important. They're giving you their opinion as the opener because they don't report the news they never did. They say, we wondered out loud what it would take for YouTube to stop promoting conservative commentator Steven Crowder as an official YouTube partner and allowing him to profit from those tirades. Notice they just say conservative. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. They're not saying far right anymore. 
the, the Overton window is shifting, but it's very interesting. They no longer need to say you're far right. You're getting banned. Now it's just he's a conservative. They should remove him from the partner program. That's it. They said today we have a partial answer. YouTube has officially suspended Steven Crowder's main channel from YouTube's partner program indefinitely, which includes removing his ability to run ads. It's also banning him from uploading videos for a full week after his latest infraction, a now removed video that reportedly challenged the legitimacy of the vote in Nevada. YouTube has a policy against false claims the election was stolen. Full stop, lies, or misframing to say the least. The policy that YouTube has, as was explained to me by YouTube, is that two criteria must be met. You must say something specific about the election, and you must say something specific about Donald Trump together. Crowder did a video where he investigated voter addresses and sent people to, people to those locations. In those videos, he never says anything about the overall implications of the election, and even said in an update video, he couldn't anyway. He doesn't have the evidence. In fact, he even pushed back on Mike Lindell, saying Mike Lindell's claims about Dominion are wrong. Someone gave him wrong information. So what YouTube is claiming about what Crowder did is illegitimate. And, and even if it was true that he did one video where he said this, why take him out of the partner program? Now, here's where it gets absolutely insane. Crowder put up a video explaining what was going on. He put it on Instagram and he put it on his other YouTube channel, Crowder Bits, because he's got like 855,000 subscribers there. YouTube took that video down and issued a warning saying that he was circum- trying to circumvent his ban. All right, I'm going to break something down for everybody. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to, we got people here to hang out and talk, but I've got to explain yeah. all this. <laughs> I had a conversation. You may know this. We had Alex Jones on the show. Alex Jones said something. A lot of people mis- misheard what he said, including myself, and it didn't matter. YouTube didn't care. They said, well, it was bad enough. And they removed that episode with Alex Jones and Michael Malice from this channel, issued a warning, and I talked to them on the phone for quite some time, and they refused to reinstate it. I said, we could take out that little tiny one-second snippet. We could take it out, maybe put it back up. And they said, no. And I said, okay, I'm going to have him back on the show then. We're going to do it again. And we did. And I said, in the event you guys give me a strike, what does that mean for my other channels? And I was told by YouTube, so long as the content is different from what you do on these channels, it is fine. And I said, okay, Timcast IRL is a conversational show with guests where we go over news stories. My other channels are me and my personal rants and monologues. Is that substantially different? And I was told, yes, they're not the same thing. They're different channels for a reason. And I said, okay, well, that means that's what I want to know, because if you give me a strike on this channel, I can still keep producing on my other channels, right? Then I'm willing to take that risk. We're going to have him back on the show. And we did. And it did well, because I'm not going to, a lot of people were like, oh, Tim, Tim is giving up in censorship. I'm like, no, as soon as they did it, I was like, I, I called him right back up and said, guys, come back on the show. We're not doing this. Now what they're doing with Crowder, Crowder does a show on his main channel that's produced there's multiple people involved. There's microphones. They're sitting in chairs and they have cameras and he's sitting at a desk and he's wearing his, you know, his outfit for the show. He's got his holster on and all that stuff. It is, it is produced and set up on Crowder bits. He filmed a video on his cell phone explaining what was going on. Content that was 100% substantially different from his produced show. They took that video down and gave him a warning. That means if he does it again, they're going to give him a strike. That is illegitimate. YouTube is not issuing legitimate strikes against or, or, or warnings or whatever against Crowder. 100%. And I have, a, I have a feeling it has something to do with media matters because they put out this story 
where they said after being suspended from YouTube, Steven Crowder announces his plan to evade it via his other YouTube channel. I'm not going to go into great details, but I'm going to vaguely mention something very interesting that's been going on that was going on for some time. We had a video that Media Matters targeted and made false claims about. For some reason, that video got demonetized. So I contacted, I contacted YouTube and I said, why is this video demonetized? And they said, seems to be an error. Don't worry. We will monetize it for you. And they did. And then there was an update, I guess, on this Media Matters piece. And then all of a sudden I noticed the video was demonetized again. And then I reached back out to Google and said, oop, that's strange. We'll fix it again. It happened twice. There was a back and forth. Somebody at these activist organizations knows people at Google or YouTube and they go in and they're screwing with channels. So when I see YouTube say, oh, Steven Crowder broke the rule, he didn't actually break because they laid it out for me. They sent everyone an email. YouTube sent me an email, said, here's the specific criteria you would have to say in order to get a strike on your channel. Crowder never broke those rules. So you know what you're telling us, YouTube, that there's literally nothing we can do. If you want to take us down, you will lie and you will do it. And then what we see from all these news organizations They say, well, Crowder was taken down because he violated the policy where he claimed X, Y, and Z. They claim that because YouTube said the policy was violated, that affirms that Crowder did something wrong. He did not. If YouTube tells me you can't, you can't drink bottled water on your show. And then I say, okay, I won't. And then they give me a strike anyway, claiming I did. The media report Tim Poole got taken down for drinking bottled water on his show, even if I didn't. That's what they're doing. It's only a matter of time. And I, and, I, and I tell you this, people are saying, oh, Tim's too milquetoast. He's not going to get censored. He's not going to get banned or whatever. We had Alex Jones and Michael Malice on the show and they took it down and I immediately called them and brought them back because I'm not going to bend the knee to lies and manipulations and just unreasonable actions, unprofessional behavior from, from, from YouTube. If you get a problem with something one of my guests says and I offer to snip that out, that is me going well above and beyond my own principles because I think we should be allowed to have that conversation up as it is. But I'm willing to recognize YouTube has this platform and I say, okay, what's, what's the best thing we could do to make sure 99.99% of this gets out? Fine. I'll obey that rule, but I'm going to launch TimCast.com and we're going to talk about what we want to talk behind this members only paywall to protect ourselves from in the event YouTube does take us down. Facebook removed me from the monetization program for simply covering the news. Steven Crowder is suspended for a week and removed from the partner program for simply sending out reporters to track claims about voter irregularity. That was it. He did not make any claims. And now here we are. Rant over, I suppose. <laughs> Hot. No, it's, it's, it's a necessary yeah. rant. You know, I would love to know who is on, who is receiving the same wrath from YouTube on the other side of the spectrum, right? I mean, there have been amazing allegations for four years about uh, President Trump as a, as a puppet of, of, of Vladimir Putin, right? There, there have been out and out lies from what we would consider, quote unquote, the left. Is there any leftist group as big as Steven Crowder who has been kicked off the platform for these types of um, uh, of violations of service? No. Only small progressives have been banned. There have been many of them, smaller channels, and they shouldn't have been banned either. I 100% defend the right of all of the socialists, democratic socialists, progressives, communists who produce on YouTube. And I've seen some of the channels that got removed on the left, and I don't see a legitimate reason as to why they were banned. Mm. It seems like what YouTube is trying to do is create a monoculture. They're trying to force everyone into a, I don't want to say center left. I don't necessarily want to say far left, but a homogenous establishment Democrat left position. Hmm. Getting rid of Crowder is is necessary for them to pull off something like that. And I tell you, I'm I'm not big into conspiracies, but they just came out 
and made claims about why they removed Crowder's content. And I actually having privy information speaking to Google. No, they are. These statements are just not true. The claims made against them. Not true. Here, here we go. I'd like to add. I, so, you know, I built Minds. I was one of the founder, co-founders of Minds, and I helped design and cr- construct the website. Real, real and, quick, for those that aren't familiar, Minds is another social media platform. It's got, it can host videos. You can post things. So I had to ethically build out the terms of service. Like, how are we going to adjudicate user violations of our terms, basically? And I was an administrator. And what I realized pretty early on is you don't ban people. You ban the channel mm. if the channel is in violation. Assume nothing about the people mm. because that person can make another channel. And if that new channel doesn't violate, you don't mess with it. So the, them going after Steve is effed. It's messed up. You don't target individuals. That makes no sense. Your terms specifically target channels, not people. So the thought that he would make another channel and do something that doesn't violate terms and still get it taken down is insane to me. This is why I'm saying they're targeting him and his business because, as I stated, the rules are if you have two channels, I'll try to make this clear. If you have two channels and one of them is videos about dogs and one of them is videos about cats and your videos about dogs gets take, gets, gets a strike because a dog, you know, I don't know, sent a butt or something and like, oh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's inappropriate. And you put up a video about a cat. That's supposed to be allowed because it's a different form of content. If Crowder uploads something that's not his show, he's not commenting on the news. He's simply saying, hey, guys, here's an update as to what's going on. They are screwing with him. That's it. They're, 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 they're targeting him. It is unfair. And I'm sick of the but my private business argument from all of these establishment crony types. It's, it's just not the case. We need balance and we need representation for people of different ideas, different ideologies and, and different perspectives. If they get rid of Crowder, Crowder's fans don't go away. They get angry. They go other places. So you know what? In that regard, maybe YouTube will absolutely cripple itself by doing this. But the problem is, that Alphabet, Google subsidizes YouTube so that other video platforms can't be as successful. And that keeps a stranglehold on the market for channels like, like mine or everyone else's. But more importantly, YouTube is first in, best dressed, and the biggest. The second biggest search engine, I believe, in the world. And it is used by everybody. We ask only that those rules be applied fairly and that the contracts they have people sign are upheld. So I wonder this. If YouTube says you must abide by our community guidelines, otherwise we can ban you. But then they they ban you or strike you, even though you didn't violate those guidelines. I wonder if they're in breach of their own terms on their end. I wonder if there's a possibility that you could go after them because we have seen strategies like this before. I don't know exactly what uh, Crowder will end up doing. I know that his uh, uh, half Asian lawyer, Bill, made an announcement about you know what's happening. The Blaze posted it. And for those, you know, I, I want to make sure I give a shout out to Crowder to the best of my ability. They say you can go to louderwithcrowder.com. What is it? Louderwithcrowder.com slash mug club. Mm-hmm. Or just go to louderwithcrowder.com. Go to his website. And if you want to support him as well, if YouTube is going after Crowder in such a way that is illegitimate, do you really think a channel like this can last much longer after they, they take him down? These are, it's, 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 it's the canary in the coal mine for everybody. The way I explained it a long time ago was we're standing on this big island with cliffs all around and the waves are just crashing and eroding at the, at, at one side. Sure. The far right gets banned. This is what they do. This is what authoritarians do. Say, oh, nobody likes the far right fringe weirdo racist and conspiracy theorists. So when they get banned, the establishment types are like, I don't care. Then they come for very staunch, hardcore pro-America conservatives. And even regular conservatives are, are, are pointing out like, hey, that's bad. Regular people are going like, well, I'm not a fan of those, those kind of people. And the left ignores it. 
Now they're coming for regular, run-of-the-mill, high-profile, mainstream conservative types, people like Steven Crowder. What's next? Moderates. Yeah. And I, then, we're, then we're gone. I'm, I'm pretty critical of Google. I have been since they bought YouTube 2007. I was freaking out. I was a YouTuber 2006, 7. I was like, oh, well, Google's bought, about to buy YouTube. It's going to get super corporate, and we'll see. And Google... Whoever's running Google, you guys do an amazing job at search algorithms. I love your search, your search engine, but I don't think you guys are equipped to run a social network. You had YouTube in 2007, you screwed it up, and then you built Google Plus, which nobody used when you could have been using YouTube as your social network. That's right. Google and they Plus. got rid of uh, video responses, which was one of the hottest community building pieces of tech on the, on the website. And, and they, they make these heavy handed. It's just a huge company. I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I can't get too critical because I don't work there. I never have. Um, but I, it just, it saddens me that you would drag your social network through the mud like this when you have an opportunity to build the best one. It's an, it's a, it's a growing cult infection. It's a cult. There's, a, I was trying to find that. I knew there were a bunch of Google execs. I wasn't, I was listening clearly, but I was trying to Google the, uh, trying to Google uh, a whole <laughs> bunch of Google execs who went to the Biden administration trying to find oh, names. Yeah, yeah. But the stories that I'm, I'm finding in this search are all about how the Biden administration will be tougher on big tech than, than the previous administration. Um, None but, of them will. Well, you know, I mean, these are questions we'd like to have legitimate hearings on this, right? We've talked about it before. They every now and then get hauled up in front of Congress and uh, um, um, Zuckerberg is there, right, with his really pasty face, you know, <laughs> um, and just an awful, usually an awful camera angle, which is kind of bizarre that like no one does a good job on his, like on his, yeah, you know, like, like framing your shot a little bit, but you got $60 billion. But it would be <laughs> curious to get some of these folks involved to say what is the, how much further does the big tech censorship get to go before it becomes like a true just violation of of, of civil liberties, of, of they, the Constitution. We've already seen it egregiously, yep. but how much more? They have had so many hearings, I, I just don't care anymore. They just I, lie. I, they lie right, in absolutely. their hearings. I used to watch them. I was like, this is really exciting. You know, Ted Cruz is going to grill Jack Dorsey. This is going to be fantastic. Mm. And now it's like, oh, it's the fifth time, huh? I, it's a rerun, you know what I mean? At yeah. this point, I'm not interested in watching. That's a waste of time. Not doing anything. I, I, freeing, I mean, I'm obsessed with freeing the software code of large social networks. If a network starts getting massive traffic, like becomes part of the comments, 100 million hit users a month, I don't know, um, some arbitrary number, that you free their software code of the, of the social network aspect so that you can, other people can build that same network tech. Other than that, I'm always at a loss of how do that, that's why I don't think they have done anything about it. Cause if you break up Facebook into multiple companies and i talked about this last week like instagram facebook messenger facebook prime and then zuck owns the same percentage of all these new companies yeah. nothing's changed he still commands the terms of service of all the new companies he still owns them all so you can't you break and move them so yeah what's, but can you i don't think you can legally do that so what's the real risk then that people looking for internet freedom end up on tiktok which is owned by the communist chinese oh and there's less there right i mean it's it's gonna get it's gonna be worse you know, right. we need decentralized social media, I suppose. Yeah. We, we need I don't necessarily think the blockchain is, is the answer, but I do think there's great prospects in, in blockchain technology. But we just need and something we've talked about on the show quite a bit is, you know, I'm talking about creating an open source plugin that people can put on their websites that just networks websites together. So no one could ban anybody. And there's something called the Fediverse we talk about a lot, which mm. is a, it's, it's like a protocol instead of a website where you can follow someone from a different you, you can follow like John at John dot com or whatever. Instead of, instead of following at John, mm. you follow John at John.com and you can follow John at Gab.com 
and get all of their feeds showing up like Twitter or other social media. There's um other than blockchain, there's like Rweave, which I think Minds is looking into right now, Bill Hesman, and like IPFS, interplanetary file system. And they they tend to be faster than the blockchain for mm-hmm. stuff like this sometimes. So they're advancing this this decentralized tech. And I think we'll eventually have something that can host videos as well as you, text. You uh just mentioned that you thought or I'm sorry, that you, you just mentioned Biden apparently is going to go harder on big tech. These are all the articles, yeah, that I was yeah, looking you, at. you were seeing it. Yeah. Well, so here's something funny that's, that's happening right now. TechCrunch reports, YouTube is testing hiding dislike counts on videos. <laughs> I wonder why that might be. Yeah. Could it be that every single video that Joe Biden puts out or that Democrats put out are just slammed by everyone? That's yeah. democracy. Now, what is that? Is it a Russian bot conspiracy yes. that people are saying, I don't like this video from Joe Biden? My question is, where are then the Democrats to counteract that and give an upvote to Joe Biden? They don't um, exist. No, you know, you, know, you know what it is? They're still you know downvoting Trump's content. Yeah. I think... The people who vote for Joe Biden don't pay attention, don't watch the news, have no idea what's going on, and they're not going to watch a Joe Biden video. The Trump supporters, the conservatives, the moderates, the people who are, quote unquote, red pilled, who have woken up to the media's Mm -hmm. lies and the narrative. It's because they're looking at videos of Trump. They're watching the source material on YouTube and then going, I don't like this. So YouTube now has to intervene and remove the dislike button counter. It's a matter of time until they remove the live views counter as well, because there are times that they are streaming the the Biden giving remarks at the White House or even during the campaign. Uh, Biden is going to sit down with these activists and you would see in the bottom left corner. 800 people are watching, <laughs> 900 people are watching and yeah, yep. people would circle it and, and tweet it and say, is this a joke? Like this is the, the president and the most popular president, in 900 yeah. people watching this video. And I'm one of them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but listen, listen, Democrats have always gone for low information voters. Yeah. And a lot of people might be like, oh, here we go. Tim Pool so biased against Democrats. He's right wing. No, actually, I'm pretty far left politically. It's kind of strange. My problem is you're not going to get me to say something that's not true. All right. And I'll tell you something. Democrats want to give the right of, to uh, they want 16 year olds to have the right to vote. Whoa. 16 year olds. You are not going to convince me are high information voters. Mm-hmm. Some maybe. But as you get younger and younger, the likelihood of finding a low information voter goes up exponentially. 16 no year offense olds, to young people. No, but I but 16 year olds are also eating Tide Pods. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, no offense yeah. to 16 year olds. They were. But no, no, they never did. No offense to 16 year olds. Well, but, uh, oh. now again, we one can, guy did, though. We one can we can yeah. allow the 16 year old to vote if the 16 year olds can also buy alcohol, buy cigarettes and get drafted. Because what I have a problem with when it comes to these age things is, and I, I do in, still enjoy my cigarettes every now and then, right? You gotta be 21 to smoke now in a lot of states, 18 to get a beer, but the 16 year old can vote you off to war in Afghanistan. And you're like, well, wait a second. So what is the age of adulthood and make Everything that yeah, age. Don't I don't what know what parents if, tell them. To what if what if the requirement for voting was just you have to live on? Uh, you, have, you have to have you no longer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has to be you have to have a job. Maybe the requirements are you have a job. You have to be paying taxes. Yeah, you pay taxes, you can vote. Well, yeah, taxation I mean, requires representation. You should have to have some sort of skin in the game, right? I'm, yes. I'm, I mean, the original Constitution was was they argued about landowners, and that was considered you know offensive or however you want to phrase it. Um, but the idea was skin in the game. And if you are, I'm sorry, if uh, the, this is the, the problem that Romney got into back in 12 when he talked about the 44% and we don't 47, care about I think it was. And, and, and he phrased it terribly. But I think the point he meant to say was there's a large population of this, of this population of this country that is on the taking side. 
And so they will vote for things to be given to them for free, whether it's stimulus checks, whether it's welfare, whether it's free. Look at the people voting for free, uh, you know, uh, uh, absolution of their college loans. Well, I didn't go to college. I don't have any debt. Right, but but you did, and you got a degree in modern dance, and I have to now pay. Welcome uh, my personal life. Exactly, yeah, listen, listen. right. So so there is going to be a, always a class of people that will vote for more free stuff for themselves. Oh, I totally would have done there that. There has as a kid. to be skin in the game. Exactly. And That's so, why kids shouldn't vote. Just to, just to bring it back, the ultimate point is Democrats like voters who are on the low information side. Yet at the same time. These are the same people who claim to be more educated. I'm sorry. I need to explain something to everybody listening. Going to college does not mean you are more educated. No. I, I, I mean that. And a lot of people confuse going to university with being educated. You can spend four years in college and read almost nothing. Yeah. And just, you know, squeeze on by. Party hard. Party hard and just do the bare minimum. Or you could be someone who goes to the library every day. And reads, reads a book every day, and you're substantially more educated than somebody who just decides to go to college. Now, I think there's a correlation between getting an education and being in college, but in the past generation or so, college seems to be a big, fat waste of time. Yeah, it used to yeah. be a, a huge opportunity to have access to books and, and stuff, but you don't need I, that. I got the internet no. now. Yeah. yeah, if I can go online and learn whatever I want, what's the point of spending 40, 50 grand for it? I will say, though, if we, if we think about this from a solution-oriented perspective— maximizing the best outcome for this country, I do believe we need some form of student loan forgiveness, probably in the form of eliminating interest rates. And at this point saying, pay off your principal, you borrow the money, you got to pay it back. Maybe, maybe with, in, with, with, with inflation as a, as a standard, you know, uh, interest rate, not compound interest or, anything, interest or anything like that. But I will point out too, for a lot of these people on the left who are like, we should have our student loans forgiven. That would be and this is what they don't understand, giving a $50,000 grant to the wealthiest Americans. Yeah. Fund the rich? No. So I is wanted that to, what they want to do? I wanted to Google this before I talked about it and some of the largest endowments in, in, in American university systems. Harvard has over $40 billion in endowment. So if you want to talk about student loan absolution, why doesn't Harvard kick in some of their $40 billion, which literally just accrues interest every year? They charge these people $70,000 a year. Yale has, what is it, $27 billion? Uh, Yale, sorry, $30 billion. Stanford, 27. Princeton, 25. MIT, 17. So if we want to talk about student loan forgiveness, obviously there has to be reform of the tuition system because it is being paid for by the taxpayers. But why doesn't Harvard give up some of their damn money to pay those guys who have useless – I mean, quite honestly, if you have a graduate degree in critical race theory from Harvard, you, you have a useless degree. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to our good friend Will Chamberlain and say, seize the endowments. <laughs> That's so, um, yeah. When you say endowments, is that the yearly – like government gives them thirty billion a year. No, this is uh, you know rich people who write a hundred million dollar check and they want to endow a, 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 a chair in their name or they want to endow a building or whatever. But Harvard's been around for two hundred and something years and they've accrued over oh, time. So that's money so, sitting in an yeah, account. Exactly, literally sitting in the bank. Just the other day, Georgetown announced they got a hundred million dollar grant from somebody. Uh, I, I forget who. Hundred million dollar donation. Georgetown's going to take that $100 billion. They're going to put it in the bank. They're not going to drop yep. the tuition rate for any of their students right. a dime. They're just going to put it in and the bank and say, thank you very much I, for your money. What I can't understand. I know we were supposed to be talking about YouTube <laughs> dislike count, yeah. but I think. It's all related. It is. I, I, I really do think so. I think that these, these people who go to university, think about it for two seconds. They're told to do it. Not everybody. I, I know was, a lot yeah. of you listening probably went to college. You didn't realize it. But there's a lot of people who are like, what should I do? Yeah. And then someone comes along and says, you're going to take out $50,000 worth of loans. 
Don't worry. You have to do it. Everybody has to do it. And they go, okay, I'll do what you say. Then they go to college. They do as they're told. They rack up all this debt. Now they're living in this massive debt, doing as they're told every step of the way. And they're miserable. Some people finally realize what's going on. They'll drop out. They'll leave. Or they'll realize it after the fact. Hey, wait a minute. That was a big mistake. Mm. I screwed myself up by not listening to myself. Now, you look at these people, these college educated, they say, overwhelmingly vote for, for Democrats. Correlation between those who don't investigate, who don't watch a Biden speech to see what he actually has to say, and don't watch a Trump speech to see what he has to say. And thus, the only people who are watching Biden are the people who actually listen to what he has to say, don't like it, hit the dislike button, and then YouTube decides, well, we got to remove it because it's making us look bad. And you've come full circle. Absolutely. I I love that. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, And when you get into the college level, the way YouTube is removing content, the way universities are removing content that they don't like, the way they're banning certain clubs, banning certain speakers. Heck, it wasn't that long ago that people like Ann Coulter tried to speak at Berkeley that it, it looked like the Minnesota riots. Yeah. And you say, yeah. well, you or you are not being sent off to D-Day, right? But you, 19-year-old boy, can't handle the fact that a woman whose commentary you don't like is on your campus. Just, you know what? Man up and stay in your dorm room and say, wow, that's too bad. I mean, that's what I do when a baseball team is on that I don't like. Oh, the Red Sox are on tonight. Well, I'm not going to watch the damn channel. It's right. So, so not only are they not exposed to this stuff, but it's being banned from it, proactively banned. And on top of that, the political stuff, we're, we're banning certain authors now. We're banned, not Dr. Seuss, but we're banning parts of Shakespeare. There was that, that op-ed a little while ago about the, like, the undeniable whiteness of, of Shakespeare or something absurd oh, like no. that. And you say, I don't even think Shakespeare knew he was white because it was the 1520s in England. He just knew he was Shakespeare. And, and we're banning those types of who, things. Who was the dude uh, uh, from Braveheart that movie's based William off of? Wallace. William Wallace. Yeah, I think yes. someone graffitied a wall in like Scotland saying William Wallace, Wallace was racist or something. And someone <laughs> commented, I'm pretty sure he never even saw a black person in his entire life. No, I guarantee you he never did. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, it was it was 12, uh, 12 uh, 13th century. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, dude, everybody was racist back then. That was when you well, were all, yeah. well, they were more like um, xenophobic, yeah. like afraid Absolutely. of the other. Yeah, because the uh, the last people they knew who didn't look like them were the Vikings, they and they killed everybody, yeah. and they women. stole all their church goods, and they stole all the women. Oh, well, exactly. So. Take, take, take a look at Scandinavia now. Oh, yeah. Like, what happened to that place? Yeah. I don't know. What, they, oh, they, they received too many immigrants, They were right? like the woke. No, 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 no. I, I don't think the issue was immigration. Like, you know, you know what's really fascinating is that, I mentioned this the other day, think about illegal immigrants right now coming to the U.S., they're willing to climb mountains, ride on the top of trains, make it through 90 miles of desert with limited supplies because they believe in that American dream. Mm -hmm. And look, I can respect that. That's drive. But you got to come in the proper way for a variety of reasons. We don't want people going through the desert risking their lives. And we want to make sure that when they come here, they're they're, they're given real opportunities. If they just come in, they get exploited and it creates a, a lot of problems economically for many of the migrants. But you take a look at some of these countries, hmm. even the United States, the popula- it's, it's the, it's the, it's the uh, domestic population, uh, mostly suburban progressives and liberals that have become just absolutely weak and pathetic. Hmm. You take a look at Scandinavia, and it is the overwhelmingly white, uh, um, you know, indigenous of the, of the region, I suppose you'd call them, who are opening up all these policies that will erode and eventually destroy their own, their own governments. Uh, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically about like 
you know, Sweden, uh, Sweden's policy on their welfare system, for instance, is unsustainable unless mm. they keep bringing in more and more migrants. Now, that's not what I'm referring to. That's actually them trying to stem the bleed. The problem is they wouldn't need to desperately ask people to come to their country if their country was properly run. Yeah. But you look back at the Viking, the Vikings. They got on boats. They went to England, they stole all the women and came back, and they were brutal. The Vikings were brutal. All the really hot women. That's, you know, right. you know, That's funny. why you know, apparently they're so attractive up well, there. Well, I was, <laughs> so listen, I was told this, I was told this joke when I was in, uh, I, I think I was told this joke every, every, I was in Norway, Sweden, and Denmark. And they were like, you want to hear a, a Scandinavian joke? Why are there no beautiful women in, in, in England? And I'm like, why? Because we stole them all. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a really amazing joke for a group of people that are like some of the most demure and like, you know, uh, I guess, I don't want to, weak-willed, I suppose. Docile. Docile. They seem very calm. Maybe they're in the cold all the time, so they move slower. Yeah. Than That's because no, socialism, socialism ultimately will, will, is in a feet uh, uh, system, and it will, it will emasculate you. I mean, I just think that's the root. Of, and social, they have been soft socialists for generations now. Look, and I think ultimately is a, is a, is a defeatist philosophy and it is a, a weakening philosophy. And I think that's what you get after, you know, three generations of quasi socialists. That's what happens to you. Are you familiar with Strauss Howe generational theory? No. So we had uh, Ben Stewart on the show and it was a really fascinating conversation. This is, a, it's a book called The Fourth Turning. And they talk about how there's four seasons. Every 20 years, it's a season. There's the, the springtime, there's the summer, the autumn, and then the winter. And we are about to hit the winter season. So the way it goes at every 80 years, there is a massive upheaval, violent war or something like that, right? 80 years ago, what did we have? World War II. 80 years before that, what did we have? Civil War. 80 years before that, what did we have? Revolutionary War. And so they're basically like, we're about to enter this period. Uh, I bring this up because... Everything we're mentioning, uh, you know, for those that are just tuning in or just jumping on the segment, we're talking about countries like Scandinavia. And you mentioned like after three generations of just, I, I guess, everything's granted to you mm. we, with prosperity, we, we become weakened. And I want to show you the story from the New York Post. And I want to bring this up. Pentagon diversity chief reassigned amid probe of social media posts. Oof. I don't care about this guy being reassigned. I care that the Pentagon has a diversity chief. I keep hearing these stories about diversity, inclusivity, and equity liaisons and, and czars and chiefs and officers. Why do our businesses have ideological arms or employees? To me, I know it's not identical, but it's no different from the Communist Party saying, if you want to open a business in China, the Communist Party needs to have a position in your company. Mm. Here in the U.S., they're like, well, if you're running this company, you need to give our cult a position in your company. The Pentagon has it now. Mm. I'm sorry, man. We've weakened beyond. It's it's perhaps too late, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe it's not too late. But the generations that came before us were not paying attention, and they don't care. I've talked to people in the intelligence community, and they tell me leadership doesn't care. They just want to get home at the end of the day. They want to, they want to maintain the status quo. Whatever pays the bills, they don't care. Mm. So this is crazy. No, it is. And, and the role of the Pentagon should be to train and prepare a force to be lethal and brutal to defend the country if need be. And hopefully that day never comes. But that's the only diversity and inclusion they need. They need to be as diverse and inclusive to the point that they will destroy any enemy that faces them. And, and the fact that we're pushing these sociological or, or, or psychological philosophies that just runs counter to the goal of the military. Diversity, inclusivity, and equity. 
in terms of the military should be a diversification of armament, inclusion of different ordnance and equity in the amounts that they have across the board to be able to defeat any threat. Not some weird cult-like ideology about, you know, training soldiers that the Gadsden flag is racist and that if somebody has it on their Facebook, they got to pull them out of their their, their mission in D.C. Yeah, military philosophy is legit, but that's the philosophy of combat and, and confrontation, not of how people feel. Not really. I mean, there is the hearts and minds battle that we're trying to win. And maybe some people think that by doing this, we're going to we're going to get more hearts and minds on our side. Yeah. But it seems like it's it's rupturing the system when it doesn't need to. I And I think we've been playing the military, at least, has been playing the hearts and minds game for 20 some odd years. I was at State Department long, long time ago, um, spent time in Iraq, Afghanistan um, as part of the Hearts and Minds War. And for 20 years now, we've been saying, well, maybe if we just work with the Taliban and build their kids' schools Mm. and maybe if we send more of their girls into jobs trainings and here we are 20 years later and how many trillions of dollars more? And it's like, and how's that going for us, right? We can't get out of Afghanistan. Even Trump couldn't pull out of Afghanistan because the mission isn't yet accomplished. So maybe the Hearts and Minds game isn't what the military should do. Maybe the military should kill all of the enemies and and i'm sorry to say that and then what happens after that that's their problem or you're no longer diplomacy. a threat to us like if they wanted to, to create like a global arm of goodwill and they wanted to build water systems and roads and all these countries across the world cool but if you drop bombs on a country it's going to set the whole process back 20 years maybe yeah. they should be building infrastructure roads water here yeah they should and we over there, all, like, we, just do it. Well, they just did around the, the, the capital for the last two months. Oh, yeah, they built a right, great yeah. wall. Uh-huh. It was as secure as could be. None of the crazy a Trump supporters. A big, beautiful yeah, wall. No wall Trump park, supporters yeah. penetrated the capital <laughs> for, for months on end. So, I mean. They kept they, saying walls don't work, and they built a wall to keep out Trump supporters. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Tom Cotton is doing something about it. Cotton introduces a bill to ban critical race theory teaching in the military. My man. Okay. Yeah. That's very um, cool. I, it's not going to pass. No. Republicans don't have any power right now. And what the Democrats seem to be doing right now is they know they have a very slim majority and they are pushing as hard as possible to gain as much power as possible because they know it won't last. Yes. Come 2022, the Republicans will take the House back and then they will. And probably the Senate. I mean, In 2022, it, it, you think? It's 50-50. Yeah. Are, the, are there seats up for uh, yeah. Democrats? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, it's. Literally, you flip two seats, and that's all that that matters. I mean, starting with Georgia, I mean, right? You flip one seat. Yeah, starting starting with Georgia. Um, there's a, there's a, a re-election there because it was a temporary seat, wow. right? So, so yeah. I mean, but like, you, I agree with you 100. percent They know they have a two year window to enact as many things as possible. Obama did the same thing back in 2009, right? He passed health care because he knew he had one shot to do it. They had a yeah. supermajority. They had to get it done. They got it done, and, not, and then they lost. I'm not confident the Republicans will be successful. I think there's a lot of people who don't like the Republican Party who only voted Republican because Trump was something different. He was actually trying to do things. You take a look at Biden right now. Mm-hmm. Did you see that they, they apparently rebranded to the Biden-Harris administration? Creepy. What is this? Yeah. I, had, I had a tweet about it and I was like, I was like, amazing and inspiring. Despite every obstacle from racism, sexism, to not even getting a single delegate in the presidential primary, Kamala Harris is proving that nothing will stand in her way and she will eventually become president. She didn't get a single delegate. And now they're slowly inching towards making her the president. Did and it's Biden, right there in her face. Did faces. Biden get any delegates in 2008? I don't remember. I don't remember. When he was either. up against the wall. He was oh, a nobody in that boy. running, though. He was one of sure. the worst guys on stage. I'm in 2000. That's a disgusting. great question. How how soon did he drive? You know, and I was paying attention those days also, but um, he wasn't 
I think Hillary was was Obama's biggest Big, competition yeah, in 2008. And Bernie, no, no, not Bernie. And it was pre-Bernie. Yeah, it was pre-Bernie, and I'm sure Biden, and there were probably like three or four other folks out there who ran who dropped out pretty quickly. Um, was that also... Um, Biden got zero delegates. Oh, zero. Go. Well, <laughs> zero right. delegates. A couple of zero delegate... Uh, couple of losers. And then Biden got all this winners. free press being the VP... Yeah. And he got made for they would make fun of him and be like, oh, Joe, shut up. You know, those memes where like it shows Joe saying something stupid and Obama's like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that was real. Yeah, I think really I, I think critical race theory in the military is it's the demise of the military. Dude, it's, it's dangerous. It's, listen, what you, what you need to understand about critical race theory is that it's not actually a theory of anything. No, it's basically just one person going. I've decided that uh, water bottles are racist. And does everybody agree? And then someone goes, I, I don't think it's racist. It. Well, then yep. you're a racist for denying yeah. it. Yeah. That's all they do. It's, there's like well, no rhyme Define racist. Yeah. Oh, God. Ibrahim X. Kendi, the guy who wrote yes. that, that book, um, is it How to Be an Anti-Racist, an anti-racist. said that, that one of the, he said the heartbeat of racism is denialism. And by, den- <laughs> by denying your racism <laughs> is a sign of your racism. And that, that is Kafka. Right, that whole right. that whole Kafka book, the the trial was about that. Like, if you admit it, you're guilty. If you deny it, well, only someone who would have done it uh-huh. would deny it. You're guilty. And yeah, so, the- so Kafka, how many hundred, dozens of years ago, a hundred years ago, was like, well, this is where we are headed, and that's what critical race theory is. You are racist intrinsically by your race, and if you deny it, it's only because that is a sign of your racism. And there you go. I think we, they did that with witches in the Salem Witchcraft. Yeah. They throw them in the water and be like, if she's a witch, she'll float. No, no, if that was Monty Python. <laughs> okay, that was a joke. But they're funny, those guys. If show. she weighs as much as a duck... Yes, right. Yeah. What else? What else weighs as much? Ducks float. <laughs> what else weighs as much as a duck? Logic. Churches, wood, small, small rocks, wood. That's okay. right. So if Apples. she floats and she weighs as much as a duck, which means she's made of wood, was it she's the, a witch. Was it that they it. would burn them alive, and if they didn't burn, then they were a witch? I always they always the burn them off a cliff. I don't know. Yeah. When the knight said a duck, and the 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 man said, "Who are you, so wise in the ways of science?" <laughs> I I I reply often on Twitter with that when people yes. are like solar panels are renewable forever, and I'm like, "Who are you, so?" <laughs> Wise in the ways of I love that line. I, I guess this is this is an issue of people who vote when there's no skin in the game. Yeah, you know, and I'm, so the, the challenge is, you know, uh, someone asked me about. They were like, "Whoa, you know, you know, back in the day when people would vote, they had to be landowners because it was about racist white slave owners, blah blah." blah. And I was like, I thought the idea was that they didn't have IDs, hmm. and so it was like you had to actually live there and be able to prove you lived there to vote. And so land ownership proved not only were you a member of the community, proved you lived there and that you had skin in the game and a stake in what this vote represented. The issue now is, and I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, I'm actually a fan of like universal suffrage, people having the right to vote. Well, I shouldn't say universal because I don't know what that implies. It could be anybody like dogs voting or something. But uh, I, I think, you know, there, there's a, a people should have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. We're in a different system. But now we have people who will like move to New York. And then after like a month, they're eligible to vote, vote for something ridiculous. And then a few months later, be like, oh, man, this is awful. I regret that. And then they'll leave. And they just leave the place worse off. There needs to be something staking your vote like and, and, and you in this community where you know that what you do will impact you. Otherwise, people can come and vote and then leave. Yeah, yeah. like local, like waiting a couple of years before you can vote locally. That got brought up a, a couple of weeks ago. I like that idea. Yeah, and 
Yeah. And so then what happens is, we, remember, like, in this past election, there were a lot of people who are like, I think it was Andrew Yang got in trouble because he said he was going to go on down to Georgia and, and, and help the Democrats win. And people are like, yo. And, and the Georgia Republicans were like, if you move here and try to vote. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But it, it was actually a big issue because people can move all <gasps> over the place. Andrew Yang should run as a Republican. Well, I think <laughs> he can win 2024. He's running as a Democrat for mayor of New York. Oh, yeah. Well, good luck, Andrew. <laughs> After having tweeted multiple times about like leaving the city and how he hated living in New York. And, and he uh, I mean, he's always had a condo yeah, there or something, he but he it. lived outside of New York. And now he sees this as a viable opportunity. And he's like, yeah, maybe I'll okay, run for mayor of New York's better. Mayor of New York. Yeah, he'll but stay in New Republican York. Republican president because they want a populist. The Republicans love. A, well, pe- the people that went for Trump love a good populist, like energetic fireball of a personality. And Yang, I think, is. You know, he was, he was, he's got more of a populist appeal. Yeah. yeah, Without a doubt. But, but going back to the the voting thing, I I agree with you in that we establish thresholds for things for a purpose. And by lowering the threshold, by, by dumbing it down to put it pejoratively, does not do society a service. So we've made it so easy to drive now, right? We we got rid of a lot of the driving exam. Parallel parking is no longer part of the driving exam in New York City. Wow. Yeah, the, the the K turn is no longer part. Well, are we making our roads better? It's like, well, no, we're allowing more people to drive. Well, I don't want more people to drive. I want driving to be something that you actually can prove that you can do. Same with exams. Same with citizenship to a certain extent. And I think voting is the same way. I don't want to lower the threshold down to get the the, the lowest common denominator in. I think we have to keep standards high. Uh, look, we talk about this. With, do you want your medical doctor to be someone who is like, well, I, I you know I did the multiple choice test. Well, maybe. Maybe I want your exam to be a little bit harder than that if you're going to operate on my eyes, right? Maybe you should pass a certain threshold. And we've lowered the threshold down for voting to the point that, like you said, you can show up to a state same day and say, I live here now with no ID, no COVID passport, though. That's a little different. But with no ID, with no proof of anything, I want to vote in this election. Okay, you can vote. Why? Because uh, that's fairness. That's that's not. Service guarantees citizenship. Are you familiar with that? Starship, Starship oh, Troopers. A, oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone brings that up. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that concept, but it's an, inter- it's an interesting concept, concept. And, uh, um, I guess the, the author got called a fascist for yeah. implying that you, you'd have to serve the community or the country in order to have the right to vote in that country. I don't agree with that. It's, but it's skin in the game of somehow. Right. I think, I think there has to be a standard required for voting. And it was funny. I think I got accused by leftists of saying, you know, like Tim Pool thinks that it should be harder to vote. And I'm like, I mean, it should be to a certain degree. There should be a standard to vote some kind of thing where we don't want people to be laying, you know, in, in on their couch covered in grease, stuck to their sofa because they've been sitting there for six months. And they're like, I don't want to work. And then mm-hmm. they get a letter in the mail and they're like, they pick it up. You know, their mom throws it at them and they're like, mail in ballot. And they open it up and they're like, I'm going to vote for this guy. And send it in. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a guy who's overseas, got his leg blown off in Afghanistan. His vote is now negated by this person who does nothing, and he's risking everything. So I feel like there's got to be at least you have to get up and go vote. Yeah. And may- may- maybe something more. My general idea is if people want to vote, they need to choose to get up and go vote. And we even talked about this. I think Ian and I agree we should remove party affiliation from, from ballots. Because what happens is people show up and they're like, R. D. And then you end up with a bunch of wackos running the government, which is where we're at right now. Well, yeah. And and I think getting rid of lowering the voting age, the reason why I'm opposed to it is, and I said 
kind of cruelly like 16 year olds eat Tide Pods and, and of course I'm, I'm joking but <laughs> we used to we used wonder. to understand that like with age somehow came experience came wisdom came knowledge and and that can only not necessarily but it's more likely to have more knowledge as an older person than as a younger yeah, person okay, well, well, because, because, because right? of time right be, just sure. because of time Brain but, but hold on then then that's an interesting point because that still could be ageist there's very wise 16 year olds maybe somebody started working the family business when they yep. were 7 so aptitude test how do you do it you know uh, how do you, how do you yeah. make sure that people That'd be cool uh, if a kid and no offense to 16 year olds i know you don't feel like a kid but legally you're a kid till you're 18 um could take a special test if you're under 18 oh, and you I wanted see. to vote you could go apply to take a it, civics exam or yeah. yeah i want to clarify that tide pod thing nobody actually ate tide pods it was a meme but one kid as part of the meme put the tide pod in his mouth as a joke oh. and then his saliva broke it oh no oh and as soon as he tasted it he <gasps> and aspirated oh, some of the oh. pod oh. and then he, spit it out did he it, live He's yeah, a, he's but okay. it's permanently, it scarred a ton yeah. of his lung tissue. Um, yeah. He was not trying to eat the Tide Pod. He was jokingly Joking putting it. in his mouth. Yeah. These things are dissolved by water, like, almost instantly. Yeah. And then he went, and, like, inhaled a, b- a bit of it. That's don't put Tide Pods <laughs> in your mouth. No. Yeah, don't pretend no. like you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's let's talk about the kind of leadership we, we deserve and that uh, we need and, and that we get. From the Daily Mail, Biden's dog Major bites another government employee on White House grounds while out for a walk three weeks after biting White House security guard. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it off to you, Daniel, because you're uh you, you've you've trained dogs. I, I take it? it. It just drives me absolutely crazy. I have two right now. Um, um, I have fostered several dogs, but um, my better half has fostered. I would say in the hundreds. He's been doing it for 30 years, right? I mean, fostering dogs, you have them for, you know, sometimes three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. He rehabilitates them to get them to a good point so that they will be adopted into a permanent home. Um, The fact that a 75-year-old, fairly senile man was given a six-month-old German Shepherd male (laughs) puppy as a prop. Right. Like, like the, I, I am mad at the Bidens for doing this. I'm mad at his handlers for doing this, but I am angriest at the foster group because the reason why there are so many dogs in can, in, in fosters right now, uh, in, 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 uh, um, being held in pens is because they are so stringent on who fosters a dog and they are pretty strict, right? They, you, you can't get a dog pretty easily. But this guy somehow got one, and he got a difficult one. Right? German, German Shepherds, are, Shepherd, they are yeah. wonderful dogs, but they are, by nature, protective dogs. They are guardians, and they are alphas. They're dominance, right? And, and Joe Biden is no alpha. No matter how many aviators he wears, the, the leather jackets, the rhetoric, the come on, man. I'll come chal- on, man. I'll challenge you to push-ups right now. That is all bluster. And a dog is not as stupid as the American press corps. <laughs> and that dog is like, well, guess what, you know, B-itch? I am the alpha of this family. Not Joe as, Biden's not di- disciplining me. Jill is not disciplining Hunter is off doing um, something else. I am in charge of this family, and that is why he is biting. And that's sad. Two people? Yes. Okay, that you might Drives have to consider crazy. putting the dog down. No, from I, my like, experience, well, if a dog That is the law in, in multiple states. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the law nice. in D.C. Let me tell you something. When you are training a dog, especially a German Shepherd, if you are too weak, the dog will not obey you. German shepherds are particularly tough. Yeah. These are these are soldier dogs, man. That's why you know cops use them. These these are some of the most uh, intelligent and strong yeah. dogs. Joe Biden, seventy eight year old man, being wow. given these dogs, and you were right as a prop. 
Yeah. It was a prop because he wanted to look cool. They made a big deal about the fact that Trump didn't have a dog. And what man doesn't have a dog in the White House? The White House always has dogs. Obama got a dog, a Portuguese water dog. It was, it was a little dog. Yeah, dog. Right? But leave, but leave the Portuguese water very, dogs alone. No offense, all you Portuguese <laughs> water dogs out there who are listening to Timcast. Right. Um, but this was a prop. This was to make him look cool. And to get that talking point, he has a rescue dog. And I, I think it does a lot of damage to the rescue dog community because it scares people. But he should not have been given this dog. You can be 75 and foster a German shepherd puppy if you have been doing this your whole life. If you, know, your, what you, if, if you know what you are doing. If it's your full-time job. And if, and if you are retired, yeah. And I'm lucky that I work from home. I live on this farm. But you know what? My, my older blue healer, which is a great dog, but also is a guardian dog. It's a cattle dog. It is, it is an alpha dog. He's a year and a half, which is in dog years, you know, 17, 18. And he sometimes, I will have to hold him down and yell it because he's like, I'm in charge. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to do this. And, and he will push. And you have to push back if you want to. And now that's why my dog, which is a interesting breed, an aggressive, not aggressive, a happy, excitable breed, but it is as docile could be that people come over and they're like, oh, my gosh, your dog is so sweet. That's not a friggin' accident. My dog is sweet because it takes constant work. And this poor major, can I have, can I have major Biden, by the way? I will take major off your hands because this dog is now probably going to get put down as a vicious dog. And it's not. He's got a stupid what if, handler. What if we send in, uh, the dog whisperer? Who's that guy? Caesar, Caesar Milan. Oh. Why? So Biden is on another reality show. <laughs> All right. You know, let's do it. Dude, um, humans, humans, uh, are being given a really bad name lately. Because I was talking about this on one of my earlier segments. There's this really, really awful video where a 65-year-old Asian woman is walking to church. Ugh. And some guy just brutally beats her. Just Ugh. a stomping on her head. Can't even watch it. It's disgusting. It's, it's horrifying. And these two security guards just watch. And then one of them walks over and closes the door. Even after the attacker leaves. Some people are like, oh, you know, he didn't want to. Security guards couldn't intervene because they could get in trouble or be liable. And people were like, dude, the attacker leaves. And the woman is writhing on the ground and like raising her hand. And they come and close the door and walk away. They could have got on their phones and called somebody and didn't do anything. And I'm sitting here like, humans are, 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 are doing really dumb stuff right now. And animals are starting to look a whole lot better. Save this mm. incident with the German Shepherd. Joe Biden was given this dog. It was, it, it was a prop, as you said. They were like, look at this guy with this dog. And then the dog does dog stuff. And now it's just new, another news cycle. And I'm thinking about this story with this, this, this Asian lady and even a rooster, even a rooster. Will set, will run and fight predators to protect chickens. After it warns the chickens, it warns. It will make a certain call, and the chickens will run in, (laughs) which is great. But we have people these days that are are incapable. They're weak, and I guess what I'm trying to say is, when you have a culture of people who just stand there and watch a 65 year old woman be brutally beaten on the street, and they won't do anything, and a rooster will. Something's going good with chicken society. It's not going good with our society (laughs) because we vote for Joe Biden. I I don't mean we here on the show, but 80 million people vote for this guy. And then he ends up being given this dog he can't control. I'll tell you this, man. If he can't control a German shepherd, how is he going to control Putin or Kim Jong-un? We are not doing well for ourselves when we're not electing even someone as capable as a rooster to protect us. Exactly. That's, that's, that's extremely, (laughs) that is extremely well said. Chicken society is going better than America. Yeah. 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 Chicken city. (laughs) And, you know, I'm sure they got this six month old puppy and German shepherd puppies are adorable, Mm -hmm. as all puppies, most puppies are. 
but they do grow up and it's like people who have kids and they're like, well, this will be fun. That's why I hate that MTV show, a teen mom, because I think it glorifies how cool it is to be 15 or 16 and have a kid. And I think it does a great disservice because kids do grow up. And if they don't grow up in a, in a good environment, and I'm not, I'm just saying in a good environment, we'll leave it at that. And Hunter, oh, not Hunter Biden. Well, he didn't grow up in a great environment either. <laughs> no. But Major Biden, the dog, has now had three years not in a good is environment, it, with an undisciplined environment. And, that, and look at where he is. Does that maybe explain Hunter Biden? Uh, well, yes. you know, there's a, there's an awful lot of going on in Hunter Biden. And, and I will just say this, and it's going to be a little bit moralistic, and I apologize, but I'm just going to throw it out there. The laptop stuff is bad. The Chinese firms are bad. The Ukrainian firms is bad. That you are sleeping with your dead brother's wife and her sister simultaneously while you are fathering a child with a stripper, you are a bad person. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, Horrible. period. I have lots of sisters-in-law. I couldn't imagine, well, for a couple reasons, Who raised but us? I couldn't imagine my brother dying and being like, you know what? She's looking pretty good. And then dating their sister simultaneously and having a you child know, with a stripper. And we're supposed to just pretend this is totally normal. Well, you know, right? you know nope, not allowed to discuss it. You know, what's kind of weird about it Family too business. is like, it's his, Vile. it's his sister-in-law. So it's like, you know, he's hooking up with his sister-in-law. I thought about how weird it would be that they're like walking around in a relationship and they both have the last name Biden. Yeah. And they're not married. <laughs> and their kids are first cousins, but now they're stepbrother and sister. Oh, what the heck? So it's like, so what do you, what does your dad know? Is like, is it uncle daddy? Uncle like, dad. Like, you know, exactly. You know, I blame, and, and, I blame Joe, man. And yes, so I, I'm just, I'm just imagining like Joe Biden standing there with the dog and the dog bites a guy. And then the dog's like got the guy's arm and he's like, help me, Joe. And Joe looks at the dog and goes, come on, man. (laughs) And the dog just keeps going. And it goes back to during the transition period when Biden had that cast on and he said, oh, he got out of the shower and he pulled the dog's tail, which Mm. A, I've never pulled my dog's tail. That's just not something. Wait, wait, hold hold on. Why is a dog in the shower? Well, that's a little. uh, And why are you playing with your dog naked? Also, you could say. (laughs) But my point is, these are the questions that when. Ivanka tweeted a photo of her two-year-old making a Lego house. They were like, we demand to know if he did this on his own or did he have help? And you're like, what's going on with the the dog and the naked and the foot? And it's like, no, no, no. And the son. It's like, no, not off limits. Joe Family Biden, is off limits. Joe Biden was in the shower with the dog in the bathroom. And he opens the shower and tries to grab the dog's tail. He think it was a towel. And yes, I, oh I, god! And that's how that he story? that's how he sprained or broke his foot. Right, well, I think the dog might and, have been him. And the, no, well, I, I don't. Think the, maybe the dog jumped on him. You know, maybe the yeah. dog is the, trying to be the alpha, which is what I think probably happened. Or know? the dog just and jumped on him over. because it's the dog yeah. and yeah. fell over because he's seventy eight. Yeah, big German Shepherd. But so, there's so, so, something not being told. Is yeah, the point. well, I'm going to put it this way. I'm imagining Joe Biden. Oh, I don't want to be imagining this. No, I'm, imagining it. I'm imagining from outside the shower. And yes, I can't see within exactly. the shower. Yes, yes. Joe Biden is in there. He has the door open and the dog walks in and is sitting there for some reason. And then Hunter in his, I'm not Hunter, Joe <laughs> in his senility goes like he reaches and sees the tail and thinks the tail's a towel and starts pulling on it. Yeah. And the dog yanks him and he falls forward. And I'm kind of like, I mean, it's a little Benny Hill, but yeah. maybe. You know, maybe yeah. it's a weird story. 
It's a very I'm, weird I'm thinking story. he pulled the shower curtain open. The dog was like excited to see him, and he maybe even was like, "Yeah, come yeah. here." And the what? dog knocked him Why down. Well, exactly. Why is the dog in the bathroom? And that's the rule. Like no dog separation anxiety. No dogs in the bathroom. You know, like I, I am, yeah. a, I am a, sometimes a little bit even prudish. Like dog, like bathroom time, my time. Like my one dog will try to knock on the door all the time. I'm nope. like, nope, outside. Like bathroom. <laughs> no matter what's going on in the bathroom, no one needs to be privy to it. That's Animal right. person. I got, I got to ask. Um, Maybe that was the first sign that the dog should have been taken away. Yeah. yeah. When we were like, "Why is the dog in the shower?" Like, well, like, or outside the shower, or whatever's going on. Yeah. Like, what, what, what you, what are you doing, Joe? But now you see why Vladimir Putin is challenging him to a live conversation yes. that has to be streamed on YouTube in oh, real time. Horrifying. And it's like, may, maybe this is why. I mean, you know, and and I'm not mocking his his senility because we all have family members who have gone through and we witnessed it. I have a grandmother. I have a great aunt. I've seen it before. It's it's heartbreaking. And I, and it may happen to me one day. But I. I tweeted this actually a couple of weeks ago. I like to think the person I am married to loves me enough at least that when I am senile, they will protect me from myself right. and not parade me around for the world to see. And what is happening to him right now in real time, we are witnessing and no one loves him enough to say this is, this is not right. And that's it's, tragic. But listen, it's everything we talked about. It's weakness. It's yeah. people saying, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to stick my neck out. Yeah. It's the security guard saying, yeah. I'm not going to help that's this woman. That's, it's that's Joe brilliant. Biden's own family yep. not telling him to sit down and shut up. Joe, you're too old. Yeah. It's time to come home. Yeah, Listen, man, he's been in, he was, he served in government, what, 47 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I was saying this when he was running. It's like, Joe, thank you for your service. I'm not a fan of Joe Biden or his policies, but I, I get it. We're going to be, we're going to be respectful and say, it's been a great 47 years. You're 77 years old. We got a nice little rocking chair in the sunroom for you. We'll get you a nice little blanket for your lap and you can read some books, maybe yeah. play some Candy Crush or whatever it is. I don't know. You probably need big glasses because he's, you know, he's pretty old. Yeah. Instead, everyone around him is like, you should be the president. Poor Joe. Yeah. And now we're at the point where it's the Biden Harris administration. Yeah. Even, and, and, and you know, I wonder, I, I genuinely wonder if Joe doesn't understand what's happening around him. I don't know. I mean, you look at that summit recently in Alaska. Um, now he wasn't present there, but his administration was, and China just basically laughed at us on our own territory. You look at these, these comments from Vladimir Putin. Um, you look at the, the increasing hostility from Iran and you say the world is not the slightest bit concerned with, with him. And so the, the collectivist world, the UN is pushing the Paris Accords, the climate change stuff. Heck, we don't even have the backbone to stand up and say, let's not have the Olympics in China because they have 2 million Uyghur slaves who they are beating and raping on a daily basis. And we're like, nah, it's cool, man. Make another Disney movie. There. To be fair and with respect, the Biden administration did issue sanctions on some Chinese officials from the Xinjiang region. So I, I can give credit Good. for that. Good. Absolutely. Right. We give credit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hope it's the right strategy. You know, I, I say it that way because I'm like, listen, I'm glad he's doing something yeah. and I hope it's the right move. It might not work. It might backfire. It may work perfectly. I'm glad the Biden administration is at least doing something. Yeah. And I wonder if what was really going on is that China was was this growing, you know, a threat to the U.S., to the world for a lot of reasons. And we ignored it mostly because it didn't sell. Mm. Right. You want to run for office. You don't got to talk about China. You talk about all these other issues. I, I, you know, I was, we mentioned uh, the, other, the other day, I was watching Man of the Year with Robin Williams. There's this scene where he's complaining. He's like, they're, they're talking about an amendment to the Constitution to, bag fl to ban flag burning while four million illegal aliens cross our border. And that was Robin Williams saying that, mind you. So it was really interesting. But that's the point he's bringing up. When it comes to politics, they're, they're going to come out and they're going to be like, oh, look at all these problems we have. Hmm. And then Trump comes out and goes, China. <laughs> and, he, and he starts that narrative. And now all of a sudden, people have started to realize this.
there have been polls showing that even a, a, a small percentage, like a decent, I think it's like 30% of, of Democrats are worried about China, yeah. mostly Republicans, but not to the point where Joe Biden's realizing the sentiment and the focus on China has become too much to ignore. Mm. So now he kind of has no choice. Yeah. It's a remnant of the Trump era policies he has to maintain. I'll never understand when it comes to China and and we've really gone off course from 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 Crowder, but it's fascinating how this conversation evolves. Well, I want to get rid of exactly. votes, yeah. I, I'll never understand when it comes to China being a kid of, of the 80s. I'm older than you. We just talked about ages earlier. We always treated the Soviet Union like an enemy. We, we were told the communism, communism is it, it, an evil belief. Uh, communists uh, uh, don't want our, our best intentions. They are enemy. We never moved our factories there, right? But when it came to China, we were like, communists are bad, but I mean, you can make all of our DVD players and our cars and now our wind turbines and our solar panels and basically everything that is sold on Amazon and 95% of our, yeah, of our pharmaceutical industry and, and I'll never understand why we got into bed with the communists because we always knew communism was an evil belief. Was that was that Nixon? He opened up China to yeah. trade, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to saying no, they're no better than the Soviets. They look different, but they are just as evil because communism is evil. Didn't we, we? We treated Cuba that way. We never said Cuba's bad, but you know what? Like, why don't we move all of our like sugarcane production there? But we did with China, and it will always remain fascinating to me. And and that is not a partisan issue because. Bush did it. Clinton did it. Uh, uh, another Bush did it. You know, we all watched China rise, but we never had this fear of China that we did with the Russians. And people will say, "Wow, well, the fear of the Russians was overblown. It was exaggerated." But we were we we were we believed as a country that communism was evil. It is, and and and, and but not when it comes China's to China. like a weird neo-communist capitalist yeah. amalgamation. Yeah. 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 I would probably we're using the wrong word when we call them communists. We have authoritarian defaulted to authoritarian, yeah. but like maybe there's a new socio-political movement or structure that could be named, and China has act- enacted it. I, I don't want to offend our our good communist viewers by besmirching the good name of communism. Of course, by, by communism about, works locally. Absolutely. By <laughs> I'm kidding, but all right. In the family, communism. In the right, community, right, no. socialism. Yeah, yeah. In the country, capitalism. I, I, I always put it like this: like quote. left libertarianism, which is like communism, you know, at its core ideology, only works when it's like a handful of people live in a farm together. Yeah, it's like you know, I I, I picked up the eggs from the chickens. Would you like to share? A commune. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't scale up because Community, you know th- that was the joke you made the other night. This is, this is the question I was I was actually wondering when you mentioned like we said Russia, you know, the Soviet Union was bad, China is bad, but we can still do trade with them. Who killed more people? Didn't I, I didn't Mao kill yes. like substantially oh, more people? Um, close to 100 million. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Like starving like, almost them double. Mostly. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't isn't like yeah. double what Stalin what, what yeah. the Soviet Union did? Yeah. <laughs> let's work with a, them a, 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 I guess. exactly exactly yeah i mean he he starved close to 100 million of his own of his own people pig iron um you know about the pig iron stuff no, no. i've heard of that before. i don't know the full story but it was like he he ordered everybody to melt down their tools or whatever oh yeah, yeah what yeah. was that about like they were trying to make weapons i guess they were and they were and build their infrastructure yeah, yeah. and pig then no iron. one had anything with which to <laughs> cook or to yeah. farm or to same with the sparrows that's right. right. I was going to say the, the sparrows. The Great Sparrow Campaign, because the sparrows <laughs> were eating the wheat, and that was the biggest predator of wheat. So they were like, great, kill all the sparrows, and you would get a little badge every time you killed a sparrow, and all the kids were taught to kill sparrows to get badges until the locusts came. And then, and the, lo- <laughs> the locusts, no sparrows to eat them? Because there yep. were no sparrows to eat them. And then, wow. you know, something absurd, like 13 million people died that year because there was no wheat because the locusts. Mm. 
destroyed well, all the wheat crops. And you say, well, this is why communists should not be ever in control. Well, but hold on. Can't you eat the locusts? I'm I'm, I imagine tried. you could mill them into a paste and, you know, yeah. make bread with I'm them sure or something. They tried. Probably. I, 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 but yeah. they come from above. I will not eat the bugs. Yeah. I will not live in the pod. That's right. Yeah, I'm not going to eat. Yeah, oh, I'm not eating bugs. I got no problem with eating bugs, man. That's, yeah. I, as long as you can catch. You, I watch these videos where it's like some dude out in the middle of nowhere and he's like all super ripped and he's like, if you want to survive in the wild, you got to figure out where to find water. And then he goes and he like drinks muddy water and then he's like, and food and he lifts a rock and he's like eating milk. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm yeah. half kidding. But there's a lot of these videos of like survivalists. And dysentery. Like, here, yes. here are the bugs you can eat. Here's how you eat them. Here's how you cook them. And I'm like, I don't care about eating bugs. When there's no other food, I will. I mean, whatever. Yeah, same. Hey, you know, you yeah, do. Yeah. You, 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 listen, listen. You do what you need to to we stay got, alive. Mm-hmm. We got chickens. I brought it up earlier, but we have chickens. They walk around all day. All they do is eat bugs. Yeah. And then when they're old enough, they poop out an egg. Yes. You know, and they eat the egg. Yep. I don't got to eat the bugs. I eat the egg. There you go. Problem solved. Mm. Were we talking about China? Oh, yeah. Transmutation <laughs> of matter. Yeah. 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 Having all the locusts. <laughs> w- and uh, the, the problem ultimately was the command economy. Yes. Yeah. That's that. You know, it's the idea of communism is this utopian idea that everyone's holding hands and everyone owns everything and the factory just operates and there's no hierarchy, no leadership. And it's it's usually, you know, like children and and uh, the ignorant who propose it because they don't realize what specialties are. Yeah. So like you have someone whose specialty is building a keystone pipeline as a welder with 25 years experience. And then you're told by quasi communist John Kerry, well, you can just build a solar panel now. Exactly. So what happens is when somebody who actually knows how the infrastructure of pipelines work is seeing all of his specialists who build pipelines and they're told by the guy in government, make solar panels. Mm. He's like, we don't know how to do that. Think about how that scales up in communism. The communist government says, just have them all make solar panels. And they go here, here, and they bang the gavel. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people are like looking down at circuitry and photovoltaic cells. And they're like, what, what what do I what do I do? I yeah, plug yeah. what in the what and where and like that's what, what Mao did with the farmers, right? He took a bunch of like professors and intelligentsia and moved them out to the farms. To, and it was like now you farm, and yeah. they were like we don't know how, and then they all starved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, in the Soviet Union, they used to uh, um, determine output by weight. Um, so they would say how how many nails did you produce? Well, we we measure output by weight. So they made really fat, heavy nails, <laughs> and and which are useless, yeah. right? Yeah, they're not wow. any good. Oh but they were they were mar- they were hitting the that, criteria, and that is the collectivist concern I have of this administration when it comes to tomorrow they're going to unveil a four trillion dollar infrastructure and jobs plan, and who's going to four trillion dollars? How long is the over how many? Months or years is that coming? Oh, I'm, I, I, you know, I, wow, I, I another no four trillion. We'll okay. see it come out tomorrow. But who are these collectivists saying? Yes, this is what we need to make happen. This like, democratic. I have willed a train. We were talking about this earlier. From Miami to Seattle is on the map, and they showed you the map of going through Florida and all across the the Panhandle. Oh, the high speed rail. With the high speed rail. Uh, now, how much land they're going to have to confiscate will be absolutely fascinating. But who is this person that has decided? Is there really that much of a move from people from Miami to, well, probably from Seattle to Miami, because everyone's going to Florida. California has been trying for 10 years now to build this high-speed rail. They are $100 billion uh, at price point. It's not even close to done. It's 12 years behind schedule. And the price point is so expensive that no one will be able to afford to take the train. 
Well, this is what happens when collectivists decide they want to be in charge of the train system, right? Vanderbilt well, never had this problem, and he built more darn trains in this country than anyone in the world, and somehow he made it work. Take a look at what China's doing. They've somehow managed to use the authoritarian system to control capitalistic infrastructure, allowing them to rapidly expand their infrastructure. They have, what, 40,000 kilometers of high-speed rail? Yeah. We can't even get this one done in California. Yeah. You know why? Because there's no environmental group suing to say, what about the spotted turtle? Mm -hmm. There is no labor group saying, you cannot do this. We need to have uh, uh, weekends off. There's no child protection group. There's no OSHA. So you can get a lot done. And that's what drives me crazy when authoritarians like Paul Krugman uh, and other economists say they marvel at what China's able to do. This is incredible. They built this whole Olympic stadium well, for Beijing in a week. It's like, well, yes, they were able to do that. When you have basically slave labor with no opposition, with no freedoms, you can build the bird's nest in Beijing in record time. Yeah, it's it's amazing what you can do as a country when you weld people into their homes when yep. they get sick and you kidnap them overnight yep. for insulting their police. And and the, the, the authoritarians like John Kerry and Paul Krugman are never the ones who will be conscripted to the labor. And that's why when people were like, Bernie Sanders is a communist, I would always say he's not a communist. He is a communist party leader because at the height of the Soviet Union's misery, there was never a shortage of vodka oh, or dude. caviar. And that is what John Kerry and Paul Krugman and all these folks are. They are never the working class nine-year-old girl who was forced in the labor mines. They are the party leaders that show up in big fancy cars and have a toast. Remember when Maduro ate the empanada on TV? Remember that in, in Venezuela? His nation is starving to Oh, death. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still very plump. Yeah. And while he's talking, he just reaches into a drawer in his yeah. desk what? and pulls out an empanada and takes a bite of it. And I'm just like, dude, you couldn't wait 10 minutes? Yeah. He had to eat an empanada while his nation's starving. Yeah. Absolutely insane. When I was in Venezuela, you know what I saw? How a command economy functions, very similarly to what you were saying about China, in order to make jobs, they just say, make it a job. Hmm. So I went to go buy a cell phone. And there was like six different desks you had to go to. I walk and talk to one guy. It's the acquisitions department. I got to tell him what I'm looking for. And he explains to me, sends me over to the, to the supply desk. I had to go to each individual person. You want to pick out your plan? You got to go to the person who, who helps you pick out the plan. Then you got to go to the person who actually goes and gets the card for you. Then you got to go to the person who helps you pick out a phone. Then you got to go to the person who actually gets the phone. They made fake jobs for the sake of having jobs. Whereas in the U.S., you walk into the phone store, this person walks up to you and say, I'd like a phone. No problem. They pull it up. They punch in the number. Take your card. Swipe it. You're good to go. Yeah. For the sake of having jobs, they just make everything worse. Oh, that's because a private company in the United States wants to cut down on overhead so they don't hire superfluously. But the, the uh, government can just accrue tax dollars to pay for nonsense. Hire well, the, and then the, they work for me now. But it's, it's not just about tax dollars. Because it's, it's, you know, communism or whatever. They're just basically like, we want everyone to be working. You know, mm -hmm. idle, hand, idle so hands at the Federal devil's playground Reserve, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. make them work, make jobs. And so I'm like, why did it take me three hours to buy this phone? Wow. And a phone barely worked. Yeah. I went to the mall. The mall was dead. It's like all the stores are closed. Well, they can't just mandate. You can mandate a job for a company that's a necessity. People need cell phones. This technology is important for people to work and for the economy to grow. So... That that was in spite of what the government was doing yeah. at a mall where small businesses are supposed to flourish and experiment and make products. They couldn't. They yeah. couldn't do it because people didn't have the resources. Now, the craziest thing, these photos from Venezuela of the of the Bolivar, I think it's the Bolivar Fuerte now, their currency, because they had the uh, Bolivar. The, the billion dollar bill. Right, or, yeah, they had the, the Bolivar first. Then they were like, we're going to change this to the Bolivar Fuerte. 
And then they launched that. And now there's videos of just people shoveling it to the trash. Yeah. It's like wow. garbage bags full of money. And pe- it's like more useful as toilet paper than anything else. The, Devastating. The, the Venezuela will always fascinate me. I, I always have to talk about energy. It's what I do for a living. But they are the country with the world's largest oil reserves, proven oil reserves, Venezuela. Yes. Um, they went from one of the world leaders in oil to now there's roughly a week wait to fill up your car with gas. And, that and is, you say how – Milton Friedman used to joke that if the federal government were in charge of, of the Sahara Desert, they'd eventually run out of sand, <laughs> right? was his favorite joke. And, and this this country with the largest oil reserves cannot produce oil anymore. It seems as though it's intentional by the CIA because they don't want to use OPEC dollars. They've been staunchly anti-military industrial complex. And like, yeah, we're going to destroy your economy. Suffer. Maybe, dude. Yeah, they're one of the targets. Venezuela. But sure, but Venezuela... Can and then they mine oil, they can can per, can pull the oil out of the ground. It's like they don't have the technology. But they've the been machines. sanctioned. They couldn't get like. Well, I heard they couldn't get toilet paper. I was never there. Um, and then they made a villain out of their leader. Like it's it's who makes text, where's textbook, toilet paper come from? Uh, we, CIA stuff. The CIA makes the toilet paper. No, they just sank <laughs> the U.S. government sanctioned Listen, Venezuela. So Venezuela needs to, if they were a capitalist economy, hey, they do a really right. really well. If they well joined with, us, if they simply no, no, joined no, the military not, industrial I'm, complex, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if Venezuela allowed small businesses to grow and flourish and they didn't mandate ridiculous garbage jobs, maybe they'd have their own toilet paper and wouldn't be worried about the sanctions. Maybe they would then have the infrastructure and the capability of producing machines that could harvest the oil and the petroleum maybe. and refine it. But there's kind of a small country and they're a jungle country, too. So they don't have a lot of the resources that like a jungle country. Yeah, there's a lot of jungle in Venezuela. So they need to develop it. The problem is they're a mismanaged command economy where an overweight man eats an empanada on TV while his nation is starving. <laughs> and the CIA wants him gone. <laughs> I, I don't look, man. Oh yeah. If if my neighbor was mad at me and he was blocking the road to like to my house or whatever, and there were still like tons of land on my property and a capability of taking care of myself, there's a certain point where you got to be like, well, I shouldn't have bought a property with no you know with no easement for the road. Venezuela has the ability. The problem is they are a horribly mismanaged country. Maduro was a bus driver. Hugo Chavez was like, we want a working person to be in charge. So this bus driver is going to be the president from now on. Welcome to the popularity and, and, contest. And didn't Venezuela dissolve their Congress or something? I mean, Venezuela, before Hugo Chavez came into power, was by far the wealthiest country in Latin America and by far the most educated. I mean, they were almost on par with the United States in terms of GDP, in terms of prosperity. Um so to watch their decline under someone who was elected under a lot of the same rhetoric we hear, fair share, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Um, when I'm in charge, we're going to have a blah, blah, blah. And people, going back to the one of the earlier conversations, people vote for their own interests. And if you make their interest taking other th- people's prosperity, wealth, uh, uh, absolving your debt, People are going to vote for that. Oh, it's possible because Bush and, and that's what happened. Bush hated Chavez, yeah, Junior, and and just because he he was military industrial complex all the way. They wanted Venezuela's oil, so maybe Maduro was kind of like a CIA plant. They got him in, and now they're villainizing him to make. No, listen, he, they bro. let him ruin the country. Yeah. Now they're now they're like, we got to get him out and put another guy in that's even more sympathetic to us. This our is all conspiracy cause. level stuff. Mm. Yeah, but it's you, you, also we talk about the CIA in and their involvement, stuff. and we just. We're never going to know. We understand the, the, the tales of the economic, economic hitmen. Yeah, we know yeah. about all that stuff. But the, the fact of the matter remains. I have been to Venezuela. I've literally seen how awfully managed the country is. I have seen other journalists go there and go to Potemkin supermarkets and lie about the food they have. Luke went there. He went to a random neighborhood market. He's like, it's empty. He traveled around and saw how bad it was. And these other journalists come out with these videos where they're like, look at all this glorious food in Venezuela. And it's yeah. like, clearly that's not true. 
I had to flee the country rather quickly because I got accused of being a spy simply for being there and showing people what was really going on. There were protests. Students were revolting. It was bad. Caracas at the time was the murder capital of the world. This is a problem of leadership. And I get it. Maybe there's the CIA doing everything in their power to stop them. But listen, if they're a jungle nation, maybe they should start developing parts of their country. It used to be that people would go out with a saw and just chop trees down and develop land. Then we got machinery. Maybe they can't get access to a lot of these things, but it doesn't explain why they have ridiculous jobs at ridiculous companies, why they can't start small businesses, why they can't produce food, and they have all of this oil they don't know how to use properly. Now, apparently oil is cheap for the people there, but it's really hard to get because they're horribly mismanaged. Well, when you're shoveling your, your your currency into the fireplace, it doesn't matter if it's cheap. Right. Right? I mean, if it, if it costs 45 cents a gallon, you say, well, that's cheap. But but if hyperinflation makes your currency useless, well, then 45 cents is is, is as expensive and, and, as $4. And also, hyperinflation is is, is obviously their fault. It's, it is the fault of, right. of their own country. Yeah, they're, they're reacting. So if I'm not going to call it reacting, it's it's mismanagement, bro. Well, Communists don't. You could it doesn't work. Too. Now I'll tell you this: China certainly figured it out. But look at what China does with their capitalistic enterprises. Yeah, yeah. Venezuela doesn't do that. They have a command economy. Maybe they'd learn if they just looked at what China was doing and they could make their pseudo communism work. But I guess that wouldn't really be. They're communism. so tiny. They're, that's their problem. They're they're kind of a satellite state. I feel like. It's not an excuse for a country to be like, but but America is mean to us. It's like, so you uh, have to like you're responsible for yourself, man. You can't uh, complain that someone else won't send you toilet paper. I'm I'm curious to see what happens with China as their crackdown on Hong Kong continues because it is a huge economic engine. It's a world economic engine, uh, a financial hub. Um, there and they're they're really cracking down hard on Hong Kong. And if, if Hong Kong is unable to compete on a, on a financial world level in freedom, I wonder what that does to the overall Chinese economy. I mean, like, like taking over Hong Kong hard has been a 20 year plan yep. since the turnover, which I think was like January 1st, 2000, right? Wasn't it right at the beginning of the millennial was when, when the millennia, when, when, the UK gave up Hong Kong. I don't remember the exact date. And there was like a certain time frame. There was a certain time frame. And, and here we are 20 years later. And basically that even I'm sure the Biden administration would recognize the word on the street is for the expats is don't stay in Hong Kong. Like, it's kind of crazy. Go next. home. Hong yeah. Kong was a British colony. And then they were like, after a hundred years, I think it was, we're going to give it back to China. China's yeah. like, we're going to take Hong Kong, but we're not going to infringe on some of their sovereignty. Although they yeah. did by extraditing criminals yeah. to the Chinese courts is that's like, but Hong Kong's never supposed to be independent. That yeah. was never part of the deal. So this whole like free Hong Kong thing is not what was ever part of the global plan. The U.S. is pushing it right yeah. now because everyone, I think a lot of Americans would love to see a independent Hong Kong state. But the idea was the British give it to the Chinese, terrifying as it is. That yeah. was the plan. Are we gonna, what, are we gonna back out on that? Yeah. What year do we live in? 2021. So. Where, thank you, thank you. Where a country, the U.K. can be like, we're going to give the people of this, you know, Colonized. small island. It's still a colonization city plan, or man. Or Peninsula City. They still have Australia and Canada, Britain. It's crazy. But, but what I'm saying is like, if what, what would happen if right now if the UK was like, we're going to give America to Canada, we'd be like, <laughs> shut your mouth. Oh, yeah. That's just not happening. Yeah. And so what really happens is China sends in spies and propagandists and military and they conquered Hong Kong. They did. They install their people. They remove anyone who opposes them. And now they're just eroding away at the institutions and Hong Kong will be taken over at the administrative level. It's freakish it. and I can't see. I mean, I feel justice at the core of my soul. And I feel like justice is to deliver Hong Kong to the Chinese as was what? planned. 
How is that Because justice? that was part of the contract. The people of Hong Kong didn't agree to that contract. No, people 100 years ago agreed to it. See, yeah, well, They're all bad. gone. It's crazy system. I mean, what, do so we break the justice? contract? I don't think we have to stick to the contract. You know, they did the Balfour Declaration. Uh, I think it was post-World War One. was like, hey, mm-hmm. Arabs, since you betrayed the Ottomans and helped us win World War One, the British and the French were like, we're going we're gonna to give you the land of where now Israel is. And then at the end of World War One, they they reneged on that contract and said, no, Arabs, we're not going to give it to you. They created the Israeli state. And that's where all this tension came from. The Arabs were like, we were supposed to have that. It was a contract. Yeah, I, I, I think giving people their freedom is always a good thing. But returning people to an evil regime is not. And so to say, like, we're going to give Hong Kong its independence from from the crown. I mean, we got our independence from the crown. I would be in favor of that. But that would be like America saying, and now we're going to give Puerto Rico to Cuba. <laughs> and right? like, it's like, well, because you speak the same language and you're very close to each other. It, I'm like, well, wait a second. Why, why are you sacrificing us as your people? And I feel like the British had, they were their people and they turned them over and they turned them over to the communists. And I mean, we fought the whole Eastern bloc of, of, of Europe was to prevent the, 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 uh, Soviet Union from infringing, infringing more and more in there. You know, because you know, we realized how evil it was. And now it's like, eh, you can just take it as well. You know, take the Czech Republic. It's Isn't all it, good. It's, you got take take Austria. You guys speak the same language anyway. Isn't it really funny that two world wars and a cold war were fought for the express purpose of stopping one consolidation consolidated <laughs> power taking over Europe? And then finally they're just like, Maybe we should just do it anyway. Yeah. And then the European Union comes in and oh. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now we're teaching all our kids Mandarin in class because we think it's fun. It's like great. We'll Dude. just just learn the, learn the language of your of your conquering overlords. Hey, you know, get get ready for assimilation. Yeah, Hong Kong is the is elephant huge. in on or is in the room right now. Like, what do we do if it becomes independent? China will invade, and we'll be forced to have some defensive pact, catalyzing World War One all over again, or whatever. Some stupid. If we if we if Brit- the British keep it. Then they're under violation of contract. I mean, that's that'd be a terrible situation. China would take it even if Britain was like, "We're keeping yeah. it." They'd yeah, be like, "We I don't think care." They would. Don't care. It's. I mean, it's it's basically connected Bro. to China. They're that's- going to take Taiwan because to the pro Chinese individuals, they genuinely think Taiwan is already part of China, hmm. the one China policy. So are there like other YouTubers who are super pro China who have like ragged on me, and they're like, "Taiwan is not an independent nation. It is not recognized as one. It is a part of China." And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you have no control over them. So I, I, I beg to differ. Mm. You're going to need to send in military to conquer that island because you don't have control over them. They are independent. Yeah. This is, and that's completely different than the Hong Kong. Taiwan is like another pseudo oh, independent But my point state. is, China is preparing to go in and take Taiwan. So you think the, the UK saw the writing on the wall and they were like, well, We've fallen from from grace as one of the great empires of the world, and now we're a tiny island nation that can't even win over a, win a deal with the EU for, you know, it takes three or four years. What are they going to do against China? The queen is powerless. So she dropped to her knees and she kissed the pinky ring of Xi Jinping. That's what the queen did. Pathetic. And that's why we should impeach the queen. Absolutely. Impeach Queen <laughs> yes. Elizabeth. She's a bigot. Dude, this, this, um, <laughs> the Olympics in China, it's so World War, reminiscent of World War II. Like, we're going to cede land to them like we did with Czechoslovakia, yeah. I think it was. And then we're going to hold the Olympics in China to mm-hmm. appease them, show the world they're not we so are. bad. Yeah, exactly. Be, and then Joe Biden's going to go, 
Come on, man. Peace mm-hmm. in our time. And yeah. for reference, the we hosted the Olympics in Nazi Germany. Yeah. What was it, 1930 or and something? And our U.S. Olympic Committee just allowed, today they passed a, a, a ruling that you are allowed to protest the national anthem at the upcoming Olympics. <laughs> so we will have quasi-communist athletes in China kneeling cool. at the national anthem after their taxpayers just paid for their like four years as a I'm sorry. Am, am speed I, skater or whatever their little activity is. Why are people ragging on me for being so pessimistic? <laughs> we've got we've got we've got a diversity chief at the Pentagon yeah. who's now being he's being canceled for offensive tweets. What? Um, we have these diversity, inclusivity, and equity officers at all of our companies and schools. Our military is purging people who believe in the in the vision of the founding fathers. Sorry, um, man. Yeah. We are turning into a satellite state of China. You, if I were, the people who should be most afraid of China is not the EU uh, or or the UK because of, of their relationship with Hong Kong. Um, if I were in South Korea, I would be the most afraid hmm. because they are still a free and independent and autonomous and capitalist country and thriving and prosperous. Um, but they are small. And now they have 30,000 Americans who are standing at the DMZ as if North Korea is going to invade, which is all a joke. But the other side of North Korea is communist China. And if yep. I was in South Korea, and, and maybe there are some of you, I'm sure there are some of them listening. I'd love to know their thoughts if there are, yeah. you know, what do you think of this rising Chinese state? Because we're still pretty far from China, and they're growing their navy, but they're still an ocean away. They don't have an air force, per se. They do have nuclear warheads. But but North Korea is within a march. I think and we, that spend, would scare me. we spend too much time focusing on things like nukes. China has been developing powerful uh, cyber uh, cyber warfare capabilities. They've been attacking our infrastructure. I would not be surprised if China has infected the U.S. Uh, U.S. industry, Silicon Valley, at every single level. It's so easy, man. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's you know, almost tr- like they could unleash a virus on the world. Yeah. And, and yeah. Like they have, okay. yeah, yeah, a computer yeah. virus. It's so and easy. all these infrastructure systems. Yeah, just computer virus. Yeah. So. Yeah. What they do is, hackers, it's an age-old trick that will always work because humans are predictable. I remember back in the day, a guy would have a floppy disk. You know, the old A-drive floppy yeah, disk? Five and a half? 1.44 it's, megabytes. It's, it's still the same symbol quarter, right? on your, on your Mac. Yeah, yeah. People and what you, don't know why do it is. is there was a, a three listen, and a half, and then there's the five and a quarter. The three and a half, but the yeah. 1.44 megabytes, and they put a virus on it, and they would drop it in front of a bank, and they'd walk away. You know what happens? A bank employee sees a floppy disk and goes, I wonder what this is. Uh, Sticks it in their computer. Oh, yeah. Affects do the whole system. Nice. Then CDs came out. You know what the hacker started doing? Dropping a CD <laughs> in front of a bank. <laughs> then USB sticks came out. You know what the hacker started doing? Dropping a USB stick in front of a bank. Oh, I wonder so, what this is. Yep. So you find a Google employee and someone from uh, someone who supports for China or is, uh, you know operating for at China's behest goes easily. It's, it's so much easier than this. They could literally apply for a job. A member of the Chinese Communist Party could move to the U.S., become a citizen, slip through the cracks, go to school or university, plug in the USB into their hard drive, and own their entire network. It's almost like one could be Senator Dianne Feinstein's driver for 20 straight years, and no one even knows about it. That was real, right? Yeah. Chinese spy? Yeah, 20 years nope. as a driver. And no one questioned, wow, who's a, a driver for 20 years? Like, it's pretty, I was, a, I, my first job in the Senate was a driver. But that's the job of, like, a, a kid. It pays nothing, and it's a driver. And you eventually kind of work your way up. But this guy was like, nope, I just want to be her driver, listening to all of her phone or, calls. Or you could be a um, Democrat running for office, being supported <laughs> by your good friend, Fang Fang. Yes. He's been in China in in more ways than one, and and he knows what's happening. You know, finger on the pulse there. Well, look, man, I I I try to be optimistic as as much as I can, but uh, there's a lot of things to be optimistic about. There is. 
But chickens, yes. chickens, technology, technology, human spirit, star, star base city. Elon is, Musk's yeah, new yeah, city yeah. He wants to yeah. build. Excellent. And your million fans who are watching right now who believe in freedom and the human yeah. spirit That's and true. prosperity. That's true. And there are a lot of us out there. Um, it's, but you're right. It is easy to be be defeatist. Um, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, about but you know what? Things. Every every day we get up, we do this show and talk about the stuff. It's because we're not giving up. Yeah, like if we were Otherwise, playing I just Civ, Minecraft videos. If we were playing Civ, right? If this was a global game of civilization, I would not be trying to militarily defeat China. I would be looking for other other ways: cultural victory, cultural scientific victory. victory. Let's build the spaceship yeah. first. Elon Musk Let's, is going for that if, spaceship. If victory. we can yeah. colonize Mars before the Chinese colonize Mars, that's a big jump start on yeah. control of our solar system. If if that's such a desired plan, yeah. Elon Musk is building Starship. They had, they had a failure again on the fourth test, which is sad, but, you know, he'll keep working. And uh, one of the victories in Civilization, the video game, is to colonize space before anyone else. So uh, if Elon Musk gets that done, I don't see China working on, you know, colonizing space. They're, they're well behind us in that regard. Yeah. So maybe we'll be on Mars, and then China will be like, yeah, well, we got the biggest economy, and then a bunch of Americans on Mars will be laughing and cracking open champagne and being like, look at all this red rock we got. You got nothing. <laughs> it's iron, baby. It's iron. <laughs> all right, let's jump over to Super Chats. If you have not already, my good friends, please do us the honor of smashing that like button because it really does help. Don't forget to subscribe. We are so close to breaking 1 million subscribers. Please, there are 41,000 people watching oh, wow. this right now. If everybody who wasn't subscribed subscribed, I'm pretty sure we would break a million, so please Log consider in. subscribing. And also share the show if you really like it. Don't forget to go to TimCast.com, become a member. My friends, I believe we're going to give another projection. The new site will be up this week at some point. We thought it was going to be last week, but we want to make sure that when the rollout happens, nobody's adversely affected because, you know, there's bugs and stuff. So we're working on it. But this new site is going to have a bunch of awesome content. We're going to bring on some writers. We're going to actually produce articles and cultural commentary. So it won't just be podcasts. It's going to be a lot more than that. That being said, it is time to go to those Super Chats. So as always, YouTube, for some reason, blocks the name of the first Super Chat. So I apologize. They say, our country is effed. What skills should I pick up to survive in this dystopian world? Okay. You should download a general survival guide app to your phone right now. Not because the world is going to end, but because sometimes people get lost in the woods. Imagine that. You're lost in the woods. And you're like, what do I do? And you pull it up. If you're lost in the woods, do this. Boom, you get saved. You know what a lot of people do? They make a mistake of their car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. Mm. They leave their car. Yeah. Really easy to spot a car from the sky. Really hard to spot a person. Mm. That's a big mistake. See, survival apps you got to do. All right, let's see. Tony P says, I love how the NRA is posting ads on your channel. Everyone just remember, no other group has done more for gun control than the NRA. Is that true? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the NRA. I'm not a huge fan. I'm a fan of gun rights, mm. but there's a lot of other smaller organizations that I feel do way more. I was really, I wasn't, you know, I've only in the past year or so been getting more and more into guns and stuff. But when that Philando Castile thing happened, I got really mad at the NRA. You know that story? No. Legal gun owner, black man in his car with a legal gun and the cop, pull, you know, he gets pulled over and the cop is talking to him and he says, I got my, my firearm with me. The cop panics and shoots him. Oh. And where was the NRA? They dragged their feet. Well, we got to get all the details. I'm like, nah, dude, um, a legal gun owner was shot by a cop who was legally holding his gun. That we can't. They, <laughs> that's messed up, dude. Not a fan of that stuff. But I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I don't know enough about the NRA to say, you know, anything. All right, let's see. Tony Rogers says, Tim, you should have Crowder on your show. I dare you. I would love to have Steven Crowder on this show, but Crowder runs his own company. And so I will tell you this. 
I have spoken with Crowder and I have said, bro, open invitation, whenever, just come on the show. He's in Texas. He's got his own employees, his own business. This is the difficulty with having people on the show who do other shows. I know a lot of people are like, get Skype, get Skype. We're not set up for it. I honestly don't want to be set up for it. There is a much better dynamic when you're sitting in a room with someone, looking them in the eyes and having that conversation. So I'll be honest, too. We've had a lot of people who have hit me up, high profile, prominent personalities who are like, I want to come on your show via Zoom or Skype. And I'm like, I'll be honest. First, I did install Zoom on this when we were first getting set up and it somehow like broke OBS and I had to do a uh, one of those um, previous state thing. What is it? What's it called? Yeah. Rewind. You had to, I had to rewind the computer. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I don't know what caused it. We even we, we even had a recent guest who was like, I'm going to use the browser version of Zoom. And that mm. also disrupted. Yeah. And I was like, oh, geez, it's like causing us problems. So I was like, you know what, man? It just remote doesn't work the same way. Yeah. It really, really doesn't. But, uh, you know, I'd love to have Crowder on. Michael uh, Konani, uh, Konani says, have Crowder on the <laughs> IRL. Yes. Well, what you guys need to do is you need to tweet at Steven and say, go fly out to, Mr. you know, Tim's Steven, place yes. and. Mr. Steven, fly out to Tim's. Come on his show because we'd love to have him. Titus Flavius says, just felt the need to correct your fallout lore from yesterday. Bottle caps are not a fiat currency. They are backed by clean drink, cleaning drinking water for their value. Clean drinking water. I need some, some, uh, documentation on that that. statement. I know you can melt them down into bullets. Maybe it's crazy. JTW Geek says, Tim, did you know the book of revelations was written in, written in code? It's Revelation. Someone someone yelled at me for yes, saying Revelation. Yes, no S. It's Revelation. John the Baptist was a prisoner and couldn't send religious texts to his followers, so he had to make it sound like a madman's ravings. <laughs> well, we're interesting. Wow. I love this. Austin D says, Tim and the gang love the show, so when are you bringing on Crowder? Literally right now, <laughs> Crowder could show up at 2 in the morning. I would go live with him if he yes. was here. That'd be fun. I'd have to drive down. It'd be fun. You should bring Crowder on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks, and also Steve Crowder, Listen, if you can get him. Good idea, it's, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's more up to uh, to Crowder than it is to me because, of course, he's welcome to come on the show. Yeah, man. We, there's a lot of people we want to have on the show, but, you know, some people are big, popular, famous with their own platforms. They don't need or want to come on the show. So, Rising Underdog says, Tim, fly Steven Crowder out and, and have him on your show this week. Also, you and Adam Carolla need to be on each other's shows. Adam Carolla is neat. I... I, I Something tells me that Steven Crowder is substantially wealthier than I am and doesn't need me to fly him out, but I would absolutely fly him out first class, put him up in a five-star hotel, all that stuff, because I like Steven Crowder. I think he's great, and I'd love to have him on the show. But uh, look, I can especially imagine right now, with everything that's going on, he's going to be 10 times busier than usual. Mm. I mean, this is his business they're putting under threat, but it would be great to have him, absolutely. Sean Reynolds says, Tim, you and Stephen and Tom McDonald are single-handedly changing the next generation. My 14-year-old brother-in-law listens to you, Stephen, and Ben Shapiro all the time. I hope to get you to meet you someday. Keep it up, brother. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. I I, I heard recently from a friend that there are some 13 and 14-year-olds who watch the show. And I'm like, I'm glad we're family-friendly then. I'm flattered. And I I actually think, you see, we need to... uh, uh, inspire kids mm. to do things to be responsible to be strong to grow up and i'm also willing to believe that a lot of parents wouldn't let their kids watch a show if we were cussing nonstop, yeah. and if we were saying really lewd and lascivious things so um it's probably a good thing that we're family friendly because yeah. it's not just about whether a kid wants to watch a show it's about like you know when i was a little kid my dad would turn on the next gen- star trek mm. the next generation and i don't know i just sat there and watched it but i grew up with that show it's an all-time favorite show i watch mm. it still like every single day reruns over and over again brilliant 
And that's the power of some kid sitting with his dad and his dad being like, this show is fine for my kid to listen to. It's important ideas. If we were cussing up a storm, they'd be like, eh, I, you know, I'll watch this later. I'll listen yeah, to this later. You would you know? still get a few. Like I had mother and daughter would watch my YouTube videos, but I was pretty profane, but mm. not. It, I could, it's hard to measure. Like if I hadn't been swearing, I probably would have been a lot more of them. I would guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's rock star when you get multiple generations of family. Yeah, that's to awesome. Check out your art. Justin Bookman says, hey, Ian, as a fellow Ohioan, have, uh, did you ever go to Kings Island or, how do, I don't know, how do you pronounce this, Giaga Lake? Oh, Giaga Lake. Giaga Lake. Yeah, in Aurora, Ohio. That was my go-to. That was my first theme park. I went on the Big Dipper and the Corkscrew oh, eventually. Uh, <laughs> awesome. The Double Loop. No, it was the Double Loop. I did go on the Big Dipper. That was a, and uh, Cedar Point, I never went to Kings Island, though. All right. He also says, I have some, I also have some book recommendations. Battlefield Earth by L. Ron Ooh, Hubbard. Great movie. I mean, kind of a terrible movie, but great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sphere and Prey by Michael Crichton. Excellent. Oh, Crichton. Crichton. Yeah. Street Lawyer and the Testament by John Grisham. Hi, Lids. Hello. I hear you Sphere go. is really epic. Did you ever read that? No. Michael Crichton novel? Crichton. Supposed to be super good. They go underwater or something. Liam Dean says discovered Crowder back in 2016 when it was just him and oh, not gay not Jared. Jared. He introduced me to Shapiro, Sargon, and even you, Tim. Thanks to you all. Uh, thanks to you all. I've been able to stay sane in a world full of Jigglypuffs. <laughs> Much obliged, all. It is truly a world full of Jigglypuffs. Is, I remember yes. Jigglypuff. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, what a good memory. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you. Get this hate speech off our campus. Yeah. yeah. Mike Sullivan says, been watching your show for a couple of months. Subscribe to your page after seeing Lieutenant Colonel West on your show. Oh, Always yeah. great content, thought-provoking, intelligent discussions. Thanks. Thank well, thank you very much for those super chats. All right, let's see. Paul Sikora says, this nonsense with Crowder is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Bill Richmond drinks their milkshake. Here's money to plug Mug Club again. Release the half-Asian Kraken. Yes. If you guys want to look, I, I can shout out my website, but for now, the important thing is to make sure that Crowder is able to keep doing what he does. And that's louderwithcrowder.com and then join their mug club because they're, they look again, they might not want to hear it, but it really does seem like they're coming for Crowder. And this time it seems to make it's, it's unjustifiable. It's illegitimate. I, I disagree with a lot of the rules anyway, because I, I had a question earlier. At what point do community guidelines become editorial standards? Almost immediately. Well, no, well, hold on. If YouTube's like, you can't harass other people on this platform. Define harassment. Well, you know it when you see it. I'm like, okay, that's kind of vague. When they say, you can't talk about this. You can't have an opinion on this. You can't present data on this. Okay, well, hold on there. These are editorial guidelines for people at, at, at you know, who are posting to YouTube. It's a publisher. But uh, not, not that that really matters. It doesn't change the 230 distinction. But at a certain point, there's questions that need to be raised about whether or not they're news publications who just are bypassing, I guess, regulation by claiming that people who are posting to YouTube are free to do whatever they want. Mm. Because we saw Uber already got, you know, that that I can't remember. I think it was in somewhere in Europe. Uber or Uber drivers are now employees or something. Mm. YouTube is treading dangerously close to this territory by telling me what opinions I can or can't have, mm. what names I can or can't say. It is not a community guideline to tell me I can't say a name. They, that, but they've done that. No, that's an editorial stance because I've worked for news companies and the editor is like, don't do these stories because we've got issues with that. Okay, well, is YouTube an open platform for posting videos? Then I should be allowed to have whatever opinion I want. Mm. If I target people or even groups of people, that I get. If they're like, hey, you can't disparage a group of people. Okay, I understand that. But what about my political opinion on, say, an election? No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope, those are banned. Hmm. Now nah, that's getting creepy. 
All right. We got uh, Samuel Pyle says my generation Zoomers are going to do a tax strike and we need at least 10 million people to show the government we patriots won't be ignored. I don't know uh, how how you pull off something like that, to be completely honest. I've always wondered um, when I, I, like people need to stand up and 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 just if every individual said, you know, I refuse to work as a waiter unless I get paid this wage. Then you'd get paid that wage. Mm. The problem is people are all willing to work for a company for a trash wage and then just complain about it. All right. Daniel O'Sullivan says on Crowder's last vid on the Chauvin Chauvin trial, he pulls up a message received from Twitter regarding his suspension, but the overlaid is blurred. Cahoots. I don't know much about that. I do know he's also suspended from Twitter because they said he made offensive comments or something. I have no idea. Brent Smith said Tim would like to teach you and your crew how to scuba dive if you have any interest. Think would be a great episode. Can put together safety divers for a movie if ever needed. Scott's scuba service. We will travel. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That sounds pretty cool. Very cool. I love it. All right. Let's see. We'll grab some more super chats here. It's just a, a period. And they say, why do the Republicans think they're going to win? They keep ignoring and discarding their voters. Why would anyone support them? You're here. Mm. That's exactly You're what here. I was thinking. You're hey, here. Yep. I really don't expect to vote Republican never again. And a lot of people are like, Tim, that's defeated. You have to vote Republican. No, I don't. I voted for Trump because Trump was something different. And there were a few things I liked that he was doing. Um, I do not like the Republican Party at all. None of them. No, I, I do a lot of Fox and, and the last time uh, Fox TV show. And I'm usually the token Republican. And I usually take umbrage. With, I mean, I love doing it. But I, I am I Republican? I, I, holy cow. I, I don't think so. I mean, am I on the right? Absolutely. But I don't want to know what Republicans are on the right these days. There doesn't seem to be a whole heck of a lot. If I lived in, where's Rand Paul? Kentucky? Kentucky. Yeah. If I lived in Kentucky, absolutely. Yeah. I'd vote for Rand Paul. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And I'm not, maybe, I mean, I guess the idea is I don't want Democrats in Congress because that what they do as a collective is different from what they do as individuals. You know, you could have an individual, you know, saying like, we're going to be a moderate and we're going to do all these nice things for you. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to get on your knees as whoever the Speaker of the House is. Hmm. So I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Problem is voting against is a dangerous game because if you don't know what you're voting for and you vote against something, you might end up voting something worse than exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know what else you do about it. Start your own party. I mean, really, honestly, what it comes down to is you do it yourself. That's I'll the, just the write nature in of this country. Write me in, and then we'll make a. It'll be a. It'll be a funny uh, um, T-shirt. We'll meme it. No, no, it'll just be like a very funny circumstance where Ian one day wakes up and everyone just wrote his name in, and he <laughs> finds himself as president, and he doesn't know what's going on. I almost wrote my name in 2016. I was so <laughs> flustered with that experience. All right, Pepper O's says, "Many of us in the military look at this as a joke. We know this is not training. This is brainwashing tactics that many college lefties say we go through this time. I agree. They can shove it." We see through their BS. I think that person raises a great point in that I'm sure a lot of people are just like, I have to sit through this class for an hour? All right, I'll sit through the class. And what do you want me to say at the end? Say this? Okay, fine, I'll sit through it. It still shouldn't be happening, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the predominant response of just like, let me just get through this. And Easy I'll just, credits. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like when you were in college. Professor, what do you want me to say? Uh, okay, sure, I'll say this. You just don't have me, to show up all the time. Give me an A. Yeah. 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 All right, so the civic nationalist says... Tim, earlier today, you said that very few people stand up for people nowadays, but that is how it's always been. There are those who are adventurers and those who learn about those discoveries. Be the change you want to see. That's a very good point. Mm. Frank says, make the voting test be the same as the immigration test. I mean, that's actually a really good point. Mm. 
you know, and, was, then, and then we can frame it as though like, well, you support immigrants, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. There was a statistic not recently, uh, but maybe like two weeks ago, that it was sixty percent of Americans couldn't pass the the uh, civics the the uh, the citizenship exam, and it's not exactly a hard exam, and most couldn't possibly pass it. We've got a Timothy Peterson says CRT critical race theory in the military. On my first day of basic, Drill Sergeant Clark said, quote, there are no insert every slur you can think of in this platoon. We're all green. If you don't work together, you will fail. That's not critical race theory. Hmm. That actually like that's, a, that, in my opinion, a great statement. Yeah, great. Don't be racist. Learn to work together. Critical race theory would be like them coming in and then saying, like, there are no of this, you know, racial slur. But there are some of this racial slur, and they need to recognize why they're a problem for this platoon, and you should go do push-ups. That's what critical race theory is. All right, we got Shadi Viceroy says, I find it funny that people say solar energy is super good. I started working in the field, and holy moly, there's a lot of circuitry and issues with the inverters. (laughs) (laughs) I I love this guy. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Explain, elaborate. Well, I mean, look, the technology is not there yet. And so we are forcing it. We talked a lot about collectivism and and central government. We are forcing it faster than the technology allows. Solar panels on your house can maybe power your house if you're not running the washer. uh, I'm sorry, the dryer and the microwave simultaneously. Right. But it cannot. There is no country that is running its electricity on 100% renewable. And there are countries that are way greener than than America wants to be, and it does not happen yet. No matter what phrase that, there are no advanced countries. Isn't isn't like Denmark doing like 100% wind? No, God, no, not even really? close. No, no. Oh, okay. and, and and they may be claiming they are, but they all have fossil fuel redundancies. Ah, there right? There is. There is no There is no 100% renewable. And so, and where are they all made? Well, 75% of them, China. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So we'll keep buying solar panels from China. This is a very important point from Kay Lorraine. I honestly think Major the dog just sees the evil in the government. <laughs> dogs are good at that. I'm a groomer. Pea water dogs are stubborn but sweet. Ian. I want to slap everyone who's mean to you, LOL. Oh, be nice. So so the actual story is Major the Dog is the hero yeah. who's trying to fight against the evils and the corruption. I like oh, it. no. Don't, uh, sounds like a comic book. I don't like this people great. getting hit. That's not, that's not nice. No, yeah, definitely. Morgan Kuika says, I joined the army straight out of high school, but I had to prove that I was going to do that. Be, bring a recruiter in with me while college was basically being rammed down my throat. Mm. Interesting. Jonathan says, from your video earlier, the problem goes beyond physical altercations. The average age of firefighters, especially volunteers, keeps going up as the younger generations don't join the fire service. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of uh, YouTubers. Yeah. How sad is that? Who would want to be a YouTuber? A like YouTuber. the worst <laughs> job ever. Well, do you actually make money on <laughs> YouTube? I know. Gosh. It's not even a real job. No. Yeah. Join the army. Join the fire department. Join the Don't listen. be some guy who sits in a chair and complains in front of a camera all day. Listen to my opinions. I'm I got to be honest. Yeah. I would absolutely say that a firefighter is very much more important than the average YouTuber. Oh, for sure. But the problem we have right now is that trade jobs are being completely ignored because mm. we're, the younger generation is being told, you want to be a computer scientist or something. It's like, dude. We need people who can fix toilets. Yeah. yeah and ben, you know what's funny? When your toilet breaks, you will be on your knees begging, please show up yeah. today. Please yeah. show up today. And they're going to go, sorry, we're booked. We can be there tomorrow. And you're like, no, my toilet is broken. Ben's yeah. made this point. Ben Townsend, who works with us, he's uh, our official intelligence engineer, more or less. But he's yeah. like, the things that we will still need are manual trades that our fingers do because we don't have computers that can do those things yet, like plumbing, yeah. electrician. Yeah. I just want to stress this point. 
you might need a computer scientist. You might need a vlogger or a blogger. Maybe people are saying, Tim, you provide a great service because you're helping break down this information, having very smart conversations. But I will tell you this. The moment your toilet breaks, yeah. you will be begging for a plumber at that moment. Look, we've had, we had, we had a condensation, you know, happening on a pipe and it was like dripping, causing damage. And we're like, this is really bad. And we call the, you know, the, the, the plumbing, heating and air. And they're like, we can be there in three days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. no one has ever screamed out in fear. Like, is there a critical race theory <laughs> major? <laughs> I need a YouTuber. I need a poetry major quickly. Um, along that same things of, of, of the, the learning to fix things, et cetera. The very first question you got was that kid who, or younger person who said like, what can I do to get ready? You said the survival video. Yeah. I would also, if, if, if I could say one thing. Watch YouTube videos. Don't play with electricity if you don't know what you're doing. But try to fix things yourself. Yes. That's yeah. the best advice I think I've given young people. I have so many splinters on my hands from trying to fix things on the farm that I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like I said, don't play with electricity. Don't get yourself killed. But if something breaks, even your toilet, and you're like, I'm going to try to fix it. I guarantee you there's a YouTube video. See, we love YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try to fix things yourself. It makes you well, here, makes you feel like you've accomplished something also. Man, why don't and we you just, learn stuff. Can we get... Some firefighters to film and do a vlog about being a firefighter. Oh, with GoPros. That'd be yeah. awesome. Think oh, about yeah. how amazing that would be in terms of like content. Yeah. Now you want, you can't, you, you blur the victims. You don't show certain things, yeah. but explaining what goes on in a fire department, showing the fire poles and the outfits, explain what the outfits do. That there's got to be somebody who Even does like that. Even like when I'm they go just, into the I probably plays, just don't know about it. If there was a YouTube channel where it was just videos of them going into fires so and, cool. and you see their perspective and, yeah. and their tactics. You know why you there's know? probably not is because it's it's probably liability lawsuits, right? They're, they're, they're yeah. government employees. Well, they're probably not allowed to be in the well, firehouse and say, hey, guys, here's what this does. Here's what well, this does. But it would be great if they did. I mean – I understand in the in the in the firehouse we've had cops, yeah. you know, so we could film firefighters going around and saving people and doing that kind of stuff, and that would inspire people. And everyone likes firemen. I mean, like seriously, they're usually good looking and Dude, and through fire. on the you know, south side so of Chicago, it's like one of the oldest jobs of, of humanity, firefighting. On, on the south side, people would say, "Don't call the cops, call the fire department," yeah. because a big fire truck pulling up with the sirens blaring would usually clear up conflicts, altercations. You know, if like a gang fight was happening, people would run and hide. You call the cops, and it just goes crazy. It goes south, and then. Yeah. So that's what people would say. I'm become, not saying it's the right thing to do. Become a fireman. You're like the biggest recruiter now for the fire department. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I think maybe Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Brandon Tom says Rooster 2024. You got to be honest. Like, if we had a rooster as the president, at least they would run full speed towards Putin and, and, and you yeah. know, like flap their wings at him and like kick at him. Biden's just, come on, man. You think China's going to eat dog. our lunch? Come on, man. You're right. Look, you put Joe Biden and, and Xi Jinping in a room, and Joe Biden's going to be deferential. That rooster is going to be going nuts. Yeah. I mean, you put anybody in the room with the rooster, the rooster goes after you. you know? Well, I think kind one of, of the things they times. hated about Donald Trump was that he did point out who our enemies were, and people didn't want to hear that. It made them feel unsafe. Donald Trump was like a rooster. Yeah, he was a, a little rooster. bit of a rooster. Yeah. China is bad. <laughs> this huge immigration problem Screaming is bad. Yelling. Right? This is bad. Absolutely. Big, like, weird oh, hair. Yes. Like, yeah. I want someone who has like aviator sunglasses and a puppy, and that will make me feel better. Oh, and yeah. now the puppy's grown up to be a full-blown dog, and it's biting everybody. He's an ace. He looks like a fighter pilot. Yeah. He dresses like one. Yeah. All right. Jay Rich says, I think if a person is actively on welfare, they should be disqualified from voting. As we've seen, low-info welfare voters often vote for policies that are ultimately to their detriment. Sounds harsh, but they need to be saved from themselves. That's tough, man. I do think it makes sense when we talk about some kind of tie to the community is require requirement for the vote, hmm. which would mean at the federal level, everybody always gets to vote. At the local levels, the state level, there would be different requirements and restrictions. 
But I mean, it's 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 a double edged sword. People have the right to vote and, and talk about what their government does. The problem ultimately, though, is I don't think any of these votes matter. Like we know that special interests sway public policy more than a welfare vote. Yeah, wasn't there a study nothing. that came out that Congress followed? This is like back around Occupy Wall Street. The yeah, Congress yeah. would follow the will of the corporations of the, over of the wealthy individuals who who fund they fundraise, you know, mm. off of so over the people. Absolutely, that was weird. Yeah, Jason Dunn says I also have a blue healer, Goose, seventeen months, and he will be my guardian for life. But if you are weak or unattentive. He will see himself as the leader, and all bets are are, are off for control. Yeah. It's pathetic that they thought a German shepherd was a good idea as a PR tactic. They could have they could hire a trainer. Yeah, they really. You know should. what I mean? Tweet it's, me a photo of Goose. I'd love to see what he looks like. They're beautiful dogs, but he's right. They're they are not. They're not French bulldogs, right? That's what people. They're not. They're, you have to constantly dominate them. And, 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 and German Shepherds even more because at least Blue Healers are a moderate size, you know, 45, 50 pounds. But Shepherds can be 75, 85. They're big dogs and they're strong. They're attack dogs, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. And, and so yeah. it was crazy they gave this man a German Shepherd unless, and I will give him that caveat, he has had a history of raising German Shepherds. That's a good point. Ahmed Smith, uh, I'm sorry, Ahmed Malé says, love watching the podcast while I work out, Tim. Here's my obligatory $50 for you to read my resume. I'm applying as a writer. You can find my blog at AhmedMalé.com. Hope to hear back from you soon. Love you guys. That was never a legitimate thing. That was a joke. You don't need to give us money for us to read your resumes or anything like that. And I have to say, we like explicitly will not look at resumes based off people sending in super chats because Some people you know can't. yeah we're not yeah it's and, called and, solicitation we're not doing that yeah. we're not uh, but nice super thing. chat dude you're getting pumped to this that's, that's i used to do that with rogan podcasts i get so inspired i start doing push-ups <laughs> you should watch i got a bunch of super chats but you should watch carl benjamin's mini doc on venezuela and the history oh, of what cool. happened but uh, Ghost of uh, Recon says ian needs to read the history of venezuela instead of relying on the vox break- breakdown Chavez destroyed Venezuela long before the CIA got involved or sanctions were imposed. Well, I don't know. How do you know that the CIA wasn't involved since the 70s? I don't know. You have to look up. Because maybe these people have read the history and watched maybe. the documentaries. Yeah, but the CIA does cl- stuff that's called clandestine where no one knows about it. Sure, but I think at this point, the proper response should be like, I should watch those documentaries. I, I got to go. I got to educate myself in Venezuela. Sargon, sure. a, uh, Carl has a Sargon's really, really so great good, one. Yeah. Nice. I, I remember uh, I, I was watching it on a road trip and it was just like. 40, 40 minutes, and I was like, wow. He used to go deep. I loved yeah, it. Really I loved good. It. Jeffrey Grajic says Hugo Chavez was on a Venezuelan late show one night talking about soccer, and Colombia got so upset he sent a tank division to the Colombian border from the set of the show. That's a normal Lunatic. Thing to do. And they said Trump was bad. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> people people are not happy with the with the Venezuela stuff. Let's take it. Let's go with it. Chavez was a nationalist populist. Not necessarily great, but... All right, we'll read just a a couple more here. Casey Finnegan says, Hey, Tim, watched your interview on Joe Rogan with Jack and his puppet. You totally shut them down. Also saw your recent interview on Fox. Great stuff. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, the Fox thing was funny. They were like, Hey, we want to have you on the show. And I was like, Sorry, man. Look, I live in the middle of nowhere. I'm busy. And they're like, We will send a truck to your house. And And I was like, What? And they're like, Yeah, it's a truck. And I'm like... What? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a van. They open the side door and inside is a chair with a TV behind you. They literally pulled up in front of my in front of my studio house parking lot. 
And I just climbed in and sat down and there's a camera in front of me and I was in this weird, it was cool. It was like this little weird little like soundproof room that gave me oh. an earpiece. So we should build something like that for the road trip. I mean, we, mobile. We, yeah. we tech a sound booth. Yeah. So we, we actually, for those that are listening, we actually are planning a, uh, a, a tour yes. setup. We have a truck. We've got a, a 40 foot RV where we can do this show. And the goal is at some point, go to Nashville, spend a week there. Then do a Friday night live show at a venue. Then go to Austin, spend a week there, Friday night live show at a venue. Then go back to, uh, you know, I don't know what the next city would be, but another city on the way. And then a week later, make it back to home base. So, uh, yeah, we probably could. We were talking about media manipulation. Did you see his Fox video? I did, yes. There's something about that, like, official... Um, what would you call it? Like spectacle, mm-hmm. where like it's got the fo- it's got the thing in the background that you're used to seeing. It's got the the bar across the bottom. The Chiron. It yeah. made it look like he's got he arrived. He's arrived, and people are like, "I'm so glad you finally made it to the big times." And he's like, legit. Legit. I was on Tucker's show. I was on Tucker Carlson before. But when yeah. you see that spectacle, it like almost like brainwashes you to it's think it's official. I've actually, I've actually been on cable news like a lot. I've been on Jesse Waters' show a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they, they used to have me on all the time, especially but more so when I lived in the New York area. Can I encourage you on this road trip? Hit rural America also. Oh, cities definitely. Are, cities so are great. Cool. It's Kansas just, City. But, but, but even ruraler, you know? I mean, like, I'm sure you've got listeners right now who or watchers who are going to say, come to this small town Blossom in Idaho. Music Center. You don't know about, but small town America is the heart of this country. And the, is, the issue is mapping out connectivity. Yeah. So if we're so. so right right now, uh, it took us months and months and months, but we finally got the strong you know gigabit internet connection. Ridiculously expensive to get rural gigabit, mind you. Uh, if we go out to small towns and we're on cell tech, mm. cell, cellular lines in order to do the show, you're dead. Lo- yeah. Well, just lower quality. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, that's I'm a good, valid point. But I'm actually fairly confident we can find areas where they'll have 20 to 30 oh, megabits yeah. up or down. Yeah. But, you know, when I've driven across the country before, even to this day, there are a lot of areas that only get four, four or five megabits. That's what I get on my farm. Yeah. Sat- via satellite. It's very, yep. uh, not very good. So I've actually, we've been looking into satellite internet because satellite internet we've actually used on this show before when mm-hmm. our internet's cut out, we, it, it automatically jumps over to the satellite feed, which is, I think, like, what is it? Five yeah. or six megabits up. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's good for a broadcast. Uh, it's not a safe amount, but it's possible. And I'm like, if we could get that satellite on the, the RV, we'd be good. I just, I've looked at all these different companies and they don't offer this, the speeds for RV internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd have to like figure out some stronger solution. But, uh, let's just do one more super chat. RG Merkel says, I was a firefighter, firefighter in North St. Louis County during the Ferguson riots. We were assisting Ferguson Fire Department when needed. We sadly kept firearms and body armor on our fire truck for our safety. Oh. Man, that's sad. I was there at those fires, man. We were driving down the street, and you could feel the heat of the fire through the car. The fires were so massive. Damn. It was insane. Wow. The whole street, West Florida, and everything just lit up. Every oh, building. fire. We saw people massive. walking around with gas tanks, with, with gas cans, sorry, you know, and pouring it and lighting things up. Yeah. I remember there were some cops walking by, and we watched someone light up some garbage trying to burn a building down and as the cops walking by i was like hey yo they set a fire over here and then a bunch of people got mad at me and like whose side are you on and they were like shut up what are you doing you're gonna get us you're gonna get us beaten up and i was like the cops are coming and to put a fire out i don't know man like i wanted to let them know there's a fire that's crazy to me they wanted the buildings to burn down that was the right thing that's the wrong thing i'm not look i'm here reporting but like someone sets a building down i'm gonna be like yo like you're like the paladin in the group in D&D. You're like, I cannot allow evil. 
and you're like call it out even if it's your own party member. Well, they think the cops were evil. But I'm like, I, I don't know what right burning thing. down this building has to do with anything. And someone could be in there and get hurt, man. Yeah. But they wanted it. So when I shouted out, where was that? Me. Ferguson. Dang. Yeah. Anyway, my friends, if you haven't already smashed that like button, subscribe to this channel because we will soon be breaking 1 million subscribers yes. and then YouTube's going to have to give us that, that, that golden uh, uh, plaque or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, shortly after it's we'll get banned, I guess. So, you know, that can, that, that, that'll be fun. So if you listen, we're talking about what's going on with Steven Crowder. Don't forget to go to louderwithcrowder.com. And if you like Louder with Crowder, obviously, and, and join Mug Club because, you know, they're, they're coming after him hard. And look, it is, it is one step at a time. It, if, if Crowder gets knocked off, it's only a matter of time until they come for us. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we always, for independent media, want to stick together. And so shout out to Crowder. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, this all, this, all this BS is happening, but, uh, go to timcast.com as well. Become a member because we're going to have a bunch of original content. We're actually in starting the conversations about doing original shows. I've had a conversation with a couple comedians about movies and funding full on TV shows that we would produce for probably timcast.com and actually just making real content to build that culture. We, uh, we've, we've filmed some vlog content so far, but we should, we should need to get to that point where we're actually pumping it out and we're even going to bring on writers for timcast.com. So please become a member, help support the show. And you can follow me on social media at timcast. My other YouTube channels are youtube.com slash timcast and youtube.com slash timcast news. This show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So make sure you tune in tomorrow because, you know, we'll be back and share this, this podcast really is the best thing you can do. Just tell people to listen to it, help us grow. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review because that also really does help. Give us five stars. And uh, Daniel, you want to shout anything out? It's been awesome being with you. Um, great issues to talk about, great conversation, and always a pleasure to be here with you guys. So thanks. And the com- the people who said like what you are doing for the culture, cannot emphasize it enough. We need more people doing this. And so Absolutely. it's great. More voices. You got a social media account or something? Yeah, so uh, powerthefuture.com if you care about energy issues. Uh, I am Daniel Turner PTF on Twitter. Uh, I think it's the same on Facebook, Instagram. Um, but yeah, we talk about energy, environmental issues. Love to hear from you if you have questions. And send me pictures of your blue healer. Yeah. Right I love you, man. Thanks for coming. Um, you guys, I love you and your com- I really like your comments. I like you. And thank you for all the super chats. I wish we could get through more. Uh, they're really, really entertaining and enjoying to listen. And thanks for putting up with my diatribe on Venezuela. I'm definitely going to look into that because <laughs> it's probably one of the most pressing issues on earth right now. So something definitely. we could all probably educate ourselves with. You can follow me at iancrossland.net if you'd like to purchase a mug or other things and check out all my socials from there. Thanks again. And I'm Sour Patch Lids. And uh, I will say that I used to love listening to Sargon talk about history. He talks some about ancient history. And right now they're going through the Stoics. So I especially love that. That's my wheelhouse. I am Sour Patch Lids on Twitter and Minds and Real Sour Patch Lids on Instagram and Gab. We will be back in about an hour with an exclusive members only segment over at TimCast.com. So make sure you sign up and we will see you all there. Bye, guys.